Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk a bunch of animated shows and movies here with new podcasts every other Wednesday. Find everything about us at OverlyAnimated.com. I'm your host, Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Delaney Stovall. Hey, y'all. And Beatrice Murad. Ahoy. Yes, ahoy. Uh, I don't know if that's re- your judgment as to whether that's related to our topic today, which is shipping archetypes, uh, animation ship archetypes. We're going to talk everything about the a few different um, archetypes for different relationships that we've seen throughout animation, whether it be in TV shows or movies. This is in honor of Valentine's Day, which is in a few days after this podcast comes out. We thought we'd have a uh, as if we needed an excuse to talk about shipping here. Any excuse um, is a good excuse. We've, yes. We've decided to uh, take this angle, as you'll hear frequently, you'll hear a lot about um, it's like uh, enemies to lovers, childhood friends, you know, those sorts of things. That's like, that's, that's something that's talked a lot about, especially in recent years with a few more recent examples in animation. So uh, we thought, and uh, kudos to Beatrice for the, I think, the initial idea on this, we thought we'd go over those archetypes, talk about um different uh notable animation ships from within them and uh you know some some things go over the archetype in general what we think about it and how it's been used uh recently in animation um so it should be exciting like i I mentioned before overlyanimated.com if you haven't listened to this before but other than that shouldn't need a lot of preamble here i don't think we're going to try to get into too many spoilers but inevitably when talking about um ships and culminating relationships we might get into some vague uh, i think uh, end spoilers for them um and uh some other things to talk about up front about the ships is that uh, we're going to talk about canon ships probably primarily but fanon ships are fair game canon being um something and ship to define terms ship a relationship canon being something that happened uh, which I guess is, um, in the, in the, also in the, like the, the nautical pirate realm is canon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> canon being something I, that happens, happens in the show or movie. I think that's on purpose, the person who made that term up. Uh, fanon is Surely. something that was, uh, that does not happen in the show, but is something that fanship, um, is fan or fake. I guess it's fan, uh, like a fan couple. Um, they, this, this can either be, uh, relationships that, uh, culminated all the way to dating, or it could just be people having feelings for each other. And I also want to say this isn't all the archetypes for relationships. These are just the ones that stood out to us when we were looking through recent animation. These are ones that are frequently talked about, especially recently for animated shows. Um, and also, we're not going to ha- get into every single ship, just the ones that stood out to us. So I apologize if your your favorite ship was not uh, something we thought of or something that wasn't um, as relevant as some of these others. Uh, last you can co- tell us in the comments. Yes, you, I'm sure people will. Uh, if you miss, you miss the ship. Yeah, I, no, please do. Like, frame it as like I also thought of this for this category. That would be that's productive discussion. Um, and uh, last thing is, we're going to try to call these uh, to couple. So, for instance, one of the first ones we're going to talk about is best friends to couple. Um, frequently you'll hear that, uh, phrase as best friends to lovers. Um, the word lovers has a lot of different meanings. Um, so, and a lot of these relationships involve children. So I would like to avoid that here, uh, purposefully. And we're going to say to couple, even though that's not what it's uh, really called. Um, no, no shame if you use the more general archetypal term. I think that's just generally what it's called, but, um, we're going to, 
going to do to to couple here. I always feel weird on the podcast talking about it when we have to use that phrasing. Um, so we're going to do go differently here. Okay. Um, shipping archetypes. We're going to start off before we get into specific archetypes. Uh, phrasing it like this is our first question. Uh, coming into this discussion, like, uh, do you have a favorite uh, relationship shipping archetype? Um, and then we can see, uh, how that plays out as we go over all of them. Delaney, do you have a favorite? Oh, I absolutely do. I've known from a very young age what my favorite <laughs> is, and it's definitely best friends to couple. Like, ah, oh, I'm such a sucker for that. Like always, like when I, like when, when I was like a little kid and I was just like, yeah, that's what it's like. So good. Like that's, that's what I'm about. From a very young age. I, very young age. <laughs> you've been a shipper from from childhood. Here, right? I mean, if you want to hear a funny story, Dylan's heard this story like eight times. I vividly remember this being like, God, like nine or ten, whenever Avatar was about to end. And I'm literally, so I had a bet, I had a TV in my bedroom and I'm watching the finale. And I and I was hanging off the side of my the end of my bed with my finger on the power button in case Zatara happened because I had to stop watching immediately. Like my first memory of shipping is definitely Katang. Okay, that's good. Yeah, that's we'll definitely talk about. Some I vividly remember Avatar this. Like ships. I was gonna like I mean was gonna lose my mind if people ship it. Like I was it was over. Like. Yeah, I was in that ship war. Yeah, I don't think ship war not like an archetype, but you know it's definitely a related topic for shipping here. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna try to talk about these in a non-warring faction uh, fashion. Um, okay, I like that. Best friends to couple for Delaney Beatrice. How about you? Do you have a favorite? <clears throat> when I floated on a wooden plank. Oh no no no! Oh my god! And I stared at the clear sky. I heard a mermaid calling to me, telling me, you have no favorite ship. How long have you been sitting here writing? <laughs> is this a poem? What? Is this an original? <laughs> Mayhaps. <laughs> okay. The mermaid said you, is that, so are you the mermaid? Did the mermaid decide <laughs> yeah, this no, for you? Good question. Like, Listen, you can interpret this in many ways. That's the beauty of it. So there are many interpretations. Um, but one thing is clear. I have no preference to any ship but my own ship. What's your own ship? Um, it's called the SS. Uh, so, so you're talking about a literal ship, not a relationship. Yeah, yeah, I'm talking about literal ship. <laughs> so annoying. I mean, I'm pretty sure you do have uh, allegiances I mean, I have, here, as we're going to go I over do, some of your favorites. I do have like likes, but I mean, in in term, like I have preferences, but I also if it's good enough like if the writing is strong enough if it's if it's done well enough if the chemistry's there i'll usually i'll be pretty open-minded to a any ship yeah i think that i think that's a good sentiment like uh for and all of these we're talking about here if if it's if it's done well i think we're going to be on board for it um so i i definitely feel that way too um but if i if i were to have a bias i would be similar to delaney as the the best friends to to couple i think those are the ones i have gotten the most into the ones i've liked um sit for throughout my my life i mean i think there's like the two sides there's the do like the the friends uh like the people generally well aligned or do you like the people who are going at each other and then uh like enemies and and the Mm -hmm. do you like the tension there and a lot of people like the tension i mean i like happiness happy people (laughs) uh like so i'm definitely less on the the enemies one but as we'll go over there are some prominent uh, animation ships that might fall under enemies or rivals and uh, i'm definitely can be into those as well 
Um, so I, I think, I think, uh, I do think if, uh, if it's, uh, done well or if it's just for whatever reason appealing, um, then, uh, I, I could be into to any of these that we're going to talk about. Um, okay. So that, that's, that's good here. So we'll, maybe we don't have any, any, uh, one on the panel hard aligns with the, the enemies to couple, uh, t- type of ones, but we'll do it justice, especially since there have been some notable ones recently in animation. Okay. So we're going to start here with our first archetype. This is not one that immediately stood out to us, I guess, when we were making it. We haven't mentioned it yet, but I think I would say this is like the default. Uh, we could, we could call this the classic. Um, we're going to call it boy, boy meets girl. Um, so it could be, obviously could be girl meets boy, could be girl meets girl, et cetera, et cetera. Um, people who meet and then they either soon after start dating or have romantic feelings. I would say this is like how our society uh, primarily would expect people to couple up would be, um, they meet in some sort of romantic context or they meet and then decide that there are romantic feelings there. Um, uh, like a, a traditional one, uh, Beatrice, I know you also had this one, uh, listed. So is this, is this, uh, what would you describe for this archetype? Um, well, I, I think one, I actually just came up with a different name for it, which, which is more current, which is the swipe right couple or the swipe right. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking well. of dating, dating apps well. too. Yeah. You meet yeah, someone on a know, dating like, app that's, that would fall under this one. Exactly. It's like, you clearly see it's when you, when their eyes meet, it's like, Ooh, you're cute. Whatever. I want to date you. You know, is it's just different than a meet cute or is that kind of like what this is? Right. So we have listed I mean, her here. This. Can someone define me cute for me first? So, so meet cute would be a trope where um, there's some like uh, grand event, maybe where they have uh, like a cute initial meeting between them. Like they they meet each other, and there's some some cute or notable way in which in which they meet, or one of them one of the people has has feelings for another right. one. Because I don't see that as an as like that to me. Like a uh, childhood friends can have a meet cute. A like enemies to to couple can have a meet cute. You know what I mean? The, the meet cute to me is like meet cute moment. on the battlefield against each other. Exactly. <laughs> you know, or it's like the first. Mm-hmm. If anything, for me, a meet cute is just like the first time they meet. Yeah. You know, or yeah, something. Yeah. But this like, isn't the meet cute category. I would say when most people think of meet cutes, they they would think of the the boy meets girl though. Like I think there's some sort of connection between them. But it's I think you're right what, that it's it not common though. It's like that's usually like where you're like. That is like usually it, it's the thing that starts it, right? So I agree with you there, but it could also happen in our other archetypes. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, we'll see if we we uh, run into any meet cutes and uh, outside of this archetype. I think that 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 would mm-hmm. be interesting to see. But yeah, meet cute is uh, precipitates feelings, which if they're quick feelings upon meeting, that would be the boy meets girl here. Right. Um, so uh, I also we also want to say I think the next one we're going to talk about is best friends to couple and uh, there's a lot of overlap here. Um, yeah, I was trying to draw a distinction with people are best friends knew each other on a childhood friend setting and then event and then over time or later in life developed romantic feelings. This is people who are meeting and then soon after developing romantic feelings. Um, so th- I think there is a clear difference there, but a lot of these ships might. Uh, it, it might be clear that it's not always uh, so clear. We're going to argue about it, so yeah. don't worry. There's and yeah, we have we have some of these ships listed for each ones we've disputed, marked there. So we're going to see if we agree or disagree under which they fall under. But okay, we're talking about boy meets girl, uh, the classic. Um, right. So uh, is this in terms of like is how frequently is this used? I mean, this is like I think the default. Um, so Definitely. I'd say tr- traditionally this is used a lot. Um, but and I you can w- see it coming from like a mile away, like. 
like you can watch like I this irritates me like all the time where I'm like oh here's the main guy here's the main girl and they just immediately set it up that they're gonna like each other and start dating yeah does that so that that annoys you that kind of setup well okay I guess what annoys me I if guess it, I if it's say, too predictable uh well I mean it's the head the thing that irritates me about this is it's heteronormative like the like in media when we see this a lot, it's her- it's it's the heteronormative default. Now, if it's gay, I'm on board. That's fine because the, in in it, it being gay is a subvert is a subversion of what this is, because it's usually like because that's I mean that's what's so predictable. That's what we've been fed forever is you know guy meets girl and then or girl meets guy and then they have they have to date because that's that's what it always is. But now, granted, now we have some more, like, we have more non-heteronormative ships and, like, non, like, things are different. But, like, that's, this generally irritates me because it's just so traditionally heteronormative and it's kind of, like, the expectation. Yeah. And a lot of shows, and a lot of shows take advantage of it because um, it's hard for me to come maybe think of an example, but sometimes a lot of shows, and this isn't just animation, this is live action, too, which is a lot of what I'm talking about. Is like you're. This is just the default, and a lot of shows take advantage of that because they uh, um, subvert expectations. Yeah. Well, well, I'm going to talk about is they. You know, like they don't even have to try because this happens Mm. so often. The audience automatically just is like, yeah, they're going to get together, and the show doesn't even have to try that hard when they immediately push them together. So you're coming kind of from the place. I'm. I'm trying. I'm assuming from the place of like, whereas say a girl meets girl couple, they'd have to really. It has to be much more overt than say. Yes. For a boy meets girl couple, in terms of establishing that this is what it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's 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 interesting. I was definitely going to talk about the the heteronormativity of this 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 setup here. We call we're calling it boy meets girl as the the traditionally heteronormative. Right. But there, that's why we're, it's the classic. Yeah, this but, is what you usually see. Right, but we are going to talk about queer ships in here too. Yes. So there are ones that fall under this. Um, oh, definitely. Um, but yeah, but like considering this is, I I would say like the reason you might think of this as a heteronormative uh, like archetype is because, like I said, this is the societal default. Uh, mm-hmm. society is, uh, traditionally heteronormative. And so, uh, what, what we'd be like pushed to see through, uh, to see as romantic or as a classic romantic setup would be something that we would think of as a societal default here. Right. Right. Um, in, the, in hearing this is really interesting to me because for me, the, that's the same reason why for me, like the best friends to couple one is kind of. Because I don't dislike, again, I don't dislike any of the of the archetypes, but it's like, to me, like the bottom, if I had to rank them as like the things I like simply because of the heteronormative yeah. reason, first heteronormative reasons that society forces on us. So that's interesting that the boy meets girl one's the one that does it for you. You know, I and they're very similar too, because they, they kind of, um, I think they play into it a lot like that. Like they're, they're mm. very similar in that way. I mean. And some of my favorite ships that we're going to talk about are, you know, would be considered like heteronormative or, you know, like, and, and also we're talking about a lot of childhood favorites too. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and it's, it's, you know, you're like, oh, you have, of course you shipped it. Of course you liked it because like you had to kind of. But also some of it, there are merits on their own. Yeah, I mean, right, if, right. If, if most of the shows have the, uh, the the Boy Meets Girl couple as the uh, main ship, then that that's like what's available to, to, right. to ship if you're shipping canon ships. For um, sure. 
Yeah, I, I would I would argue all of the archetypes we're talking about uh, today uh, are traditionally heteronormative. I would argue that. Yes. Um, oh, for sure. That's I think I think it's for period. any archetype. Like, I think it's very safe. Like just, just, just period. romance. <laughs> I yeah, guess yeah. Just romance. traditionally heteronormative as the way yeah. society society tries yeah, to push it definitely. upon us. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I think I think it makes a lot of sense. Like I tried to explain earlier, why this one would be associated with heteronormativity as the kind of default ship archetype. I would agree that uh, best friends to couple would be another one that is pretty traditionally uh, heteronormative. But I do think it's it's a lot of them. Um, certain. Well, I mean, I, I think, think maybe there might be one that not that it's inherently queer, but we can. T- There's another one that I'm not thinking about that it's not hard to figure out which one I'm thinking about is um, might is kind of could be considered not the queer default, but something that. And I think, I think seen, enemies to couple have certainly been carved out in a, in a queer space recently. And then it's also interesting too, because and not just recently, it's also, it's been a staple of fanon ships for a long time. And I think that also plays into a lot of queer coding and villains. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. This, I mean, we can talk about this now that we're on the topic of, of kind of heteronormativity here, but um, yeah, I mean, I think it makes a lot of sense that if there's like a Disney princess and then the default uh, male love interest, what the, what queer fans are going to ship uh, the, the, the princess with is like the female villain. Um, right. so that's like kind of, that's kind of how you end up with enemies to couple maybe as, as a queer default, just right. because it's like it's, a it's, Rapunzel, right? That's a yeah. really big, mm-hmm. that's really popular. It's it's kind of the the, the fan and ship option that's presented. Yeah. I think, but it's also more more. And another way to look at it as well is that like often the when at least when I'm thinking about this from like a female villain character perspective, because for me a lot when I was growing up, a lot of the female villains tended to be my favorite characters. And my brother one day like pointed this out to me, which was like pretty stark, a pretty insightful comment, which is that a lot of times it's the female villain tends to have the more complicated, is the more complicated character in comparison to the, well, at least growing up, not so much the case as much anymore, but growing up there was, it still was there where like girls were either pretty shown to be pretty, pretty simple. Like the character wasn't super complex unless they were a villain. So a lot of times maybe yeah, that's that why sense. people would gravitate towards shipping the more interesting girl with the main girl then the more cupboard out prince you know what i mean so it's all, not just that i think it's 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 multiple layers is one say yeah i think that's yeah i think that applies to like some traditional disney villains uh certainly yeah. as, as well i think that makes sense yeah so so it's interesting but um and we can circle back to this as we go through the ships yeah, but yeah, yeah. in terms of in terms of um boy meets girl i mean uh i, I would say tr- in, in like overdone underused that's one of the questions we're going to be tackling um uh, I think traditionally this is like super overdone. Um, yeah. Yes. But, but I, th- I think recently, uh, like there's tons, like I think people are making an animation, uh, like an exerted effort to not have a traditional kind of like boy meets girl yes. type of relationship. Also, if you make it gay, that automatically subverts. And we also like, have some specific gay subversions that fall under this. Um, I, yeah, so I, I don't think right now, I think this is overdone boy meets girl. I think most uh, shows have not done this. I think they've done some sort of, uh, interesting variation on a traditional romance. I would say, uh, yeah, uh, I, I guess now I would agree. Like when you think of like, like animation ten years ago, I would disagree. Yeah, I, th- yeah, I think yeah. As as recently as ten years ago, I think we're still doing some pretty traditional couples, but um, there's just so many variations that we'll go through. But that being said, there are some recent ones that we've put under this this archetype as well. Right. Um, I'll, I'll just before we go into maybe specific couples. Um, I did want to add though that I yes I could see like the overdone argument, but I also like for me like when it's like a 
Well, maybe it's because I read a lot of romance, but um, <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's why. But for me, it's like sometimes the the, the funness of the this archetype is more like it's not so much the whole like the cute meat. It's more like okay, so how is this relationship going to develop? How are they going to get together? Like that is in and of itself a story. And if anyone's a fan of like shoujo anime, like they're so it's like are they arguably the same story? Yes, and are they arguably very different? Absolutely. So it's like, it's, it's kind of like when you go in to watch a rom-com or even like when you go in to watch like a superhero movie, you know that they're going to be okay in the end, but it's like, that doesn't make it like, I don't know, like to me, like overdone might suggest negative connotations. And maybe it's because I see the boy meets girl thing I'm seeing as like, just a person meeting a person. I'm not taking in at the moment, the heteronormative implications. I'm like, well, just like a typical love story isn't inherently like overdone or bad is kind of just what I wanted to throw yeah, out there. Yeah, I think it's a good point. I think we are talking about a typical love story here um, and not necessarily any any specific thing. Um, and yeah, I think Beatrice it's like hasn't the... been hurt by Ladybug, which is that's really what I got. That's also out true. Of, that, that that's what what that poison this <laughs> archetype for us. Been, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was gonna say, I do think this is like the most generic uh, one that like most broad archetype, I'll say that broad. Yeah. So I think like it's hard for something so broad to be overdone. But yeah, there is like a whole genre of anime that is just this over and over. Um, so like, uh, and, and, and like romance novels and, you know, a lot of stuff. But um, there's, like, no, there's a lot of stuff. It's love too. stories, I think. That's yeah. what it is. It's love but, stories. Yeah. And but there is a lot of like, which I don't think you can like. I mean, obviously, if you don't want to talk about it right now, that's fine. But, like, you can't really untie this from heteronormativity. But you can. But there is also the thing you can, you know, every character is different. Like, you know, there, there's different scenarios in which this occurs. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, th- I, I think there – I would say this is um, ultimately one of my favorite archetypes, despite everything we've said, just because I do really like seeing the kind of traditional romantic meetings played yeah. out in different fashions. And I think recently there have been a lot of really interesting subversions of this, and I'm always a big yes. fan of kind of subverting uh, traditional expectations. And this is like the r- r- prime uh, playing ground for whatever the, the expression is Oh, for, I'm for here. When you here. take something that is traditionally heteronormative and you make it gay, it's the best thing ever. Like that's so what- that's firmly my opinion. So what are the subversions for you guys? Like what? what's something recent? Because you guys have mentioned that there have been recent subversions. So right, what I mean, are... So, so here, the, it, in a basic sense, it's like boy meets girl is the, the tradition. So anything that's not that. So whether it be girl meets girl, boy meets boy, oh, or, or, or girl okay. meets boy too, I think would be a subversion. Yeah, girl if it's meets like boy, a, a female, a female presented uh, version of this archetype, I think um, maybe she's taking the initiative um, in terms of this. I, I think all of that is can be subversions. Obviously, there's a lot more uh, specifics too in terms of what's the, where is this happening? Uh, like what environment um maybe like the types of people uh, involved yeah yeah i mean I, yeah I, how how they how they develop romantic feelings mm-hmm. like maybe that's like in a non-traditional fashion um yeah i, I think there's a lot of interesting things we let, let's go through these and see if we would say any of these are, are subversions on uh or or traditional uh or traditional uh, applications of the the trope, and we're going to start with probably, or I mean, you know, uh, not traditional, not a traditional romance, but uh, what I would call the ultimate boy meets girl in animation right now, which is Marinette and Adrian in Miraculous Ladybug, um, and uh, Ladybug has this whole love square, so it's not. You, you know, I think <laughs> so that's the <laughs> that's the uh, love square, love square involving two people because of secret identity. So I think that is the uh, the subversion here. Uh, Shiver me timbers, love square. Oh, I hate you! I hate you! Oh my god! You free, oh, you remembered you're going back to that. Okay. Uh, the, <laughs> 
but this, you know, Marinette and Adrian are um, in a lot of ways a pretty uh, traditional romance that's presented. This is kind of like a girl meets boy from Marinette's perspective. Um, but uh, this is a show kind of centered around this this romance as um, Marinette does meet Adrian and soon after uh, starts developing romantic feelings for him. Um, obsessing over him, actually. Let's you be know, clear. You know, eventually obsessing upon him, uh, you know, and, and eventually, hopefully, cur- curbing that obsession into healthier feelings. Um, so, uh, but regardless, uh, I think we've, Delaney, we've just, we tried to ultimately define this as a boy meets girl. Um, yes. th- that That checks out for you? Yes, I did want to um, say that. It is, I think it is traditional in a lot of aspects, but, and I, and I also understand that we all, we, we do come from different backgrounds and that I haven't watched a lot of anime and by a lot, I mean, I have watched zero, but I understand that this would be more, um, that a girl falling for a guy is a little, like happens a little bit more often in anime. And I, um, so in that way, I think this is a, this is also, um, a, a change in like what I would, in what, you know, in my experience with Western animation, that you have a girl like yeah pursuing the guy mm-hmm. you know and ladybug very anime influenced in certain ways you're right i think this is more common in because there's just a lot more animes that are female uh oriented like made right, for women yeah. um but uh in terms of western animation i mean you go back to the the uh, previous prominent french show of code lyoko you know jeremy and Ailita would be from the jeremy's perspective i think that's like a really a non-traditional boy meets girl as well um but yeah the, no i mean a lot of ladybug uh it seems um not very subversive now but you know when ladybug came out like five, six years ago or something like, you know, having the female main character, having this romance coming from her perspective in a, in a Western cartoon. I think these, I do think these are pretty subversive elements to Ladybug. Um, um, I have a question. Cause couldn't you make the argument that like, say when a princess, like a Disney, like when Ariel fell for Eric and the little mermaid, mm-hmm. wouldn't that also be like from a female perspective? And it's, um, it's a boy meets girl, girl meets girl, and it's from her perspective. It's her experience, and she's going after oh. him. That's yeah, I, well. I think I think Disney princesses like I I, I would say that's well, like Disney an exception. Also, uh, Disney with- also has its own like like Disney falls into its own Disney trap. Yeah, I, Disney doing the female main characters with the uh, princesses is I I don't think that was super okay. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Here's another example that's coming yeah. to me. All right, Helga from Hey Arnold, like she falls for Arnold, she goes yeah. after him. Yeah, that's that's so, a good like, one. Uh, so is that's that, that's, I, I just I don't I don't think <laughs> is Helga and Arnold a girl meets boy? I don't know. Hmm. I just don't see the 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 the. I don't. I just I don't know. Well, what is that a rivals rivals to couple? I don't know. Well, like. I'm just saying i'm just asking like because i no, there's, hearing... there's certainly been ones in well, it. yeah it's, it's just a lot more common recently Air- marinette is the main character that's the big difference too is that this isn't like like obviously like if you have a you might have it's not as common but you could have a male main character and there's like a girl going after him but this is different in that like or you know you always like you know the usually the main character guy is like really awkward but he's like in love with this girl and he gets really nervous but like it's different in that it's a girl because she's the main character like that i think that's the big like that's kind of where it's yeah um um, different and then the thing with disney i agree with you what you said is true it's just hard with disney because they do the same thing for 50 years (laughs) and like 
Yeah, we don't think right. of like Disney princesses having uh, female, female main characters like, as yeah. like subversive, but I guess it is in its own way. But also, they've gotten better over time with their presentation yeah, of them for yes. sure. Um, like they definitely, I would say, when Disney came out, that was a big deal. But then once you've had 50 of those movies, granted, it's not like I'd be like, oh, this Disney movie has a male main character. That would not get me hype. But like- I, I just I just think like, for instance, Totally Spies is another example that kind of yeah. comes to mind. So I'm just like, I don't know. Like, I, I that's why I was just like, I don't know if it's yeah, totally as revolutionary spies, another, another as we French were discussing cartoon. it. was the only thing. Yeah, not, uh, I mean, you know, not like super revolutionary, but, uh, you know, if, if something we take for granted now, I think seeing yeah. uh, well, just in that, Girl Meets there- Boys. Um, but bringing up uh, the Helga and Arnold, uh, and during the Marinette and Adrian discussion, makes me want to make our uh, a whole a subcategory of uh, female characters with Obsessive. an un- un- unhealthy relationship uh, <laughs> yes, towards the good. towards I the agree. boy, which I think is its own trope, is like uh, kind of oh, a yes. sex a sexist trope yeah, of the way we sure. write uh, women having feelings as through yeah. obsession oh. towards men. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, I think that's totally another, another archetype too, that those two would fall under. Um, but okay. So how about another one? Uh, Lumity, uh, this is a tough one. So, uh, Lose and Amity in the Owl House. I've argued this is a, ultimately going to be a girl meets girl here. Uh, also an element of rivals to couples, certainly as they are, um, uh, Amity's presented as like the, the mean girl to start with. Um, you could argue this is maybe a best friends to couple as they're, uh, as they, they're friends now and not together yet. Um, again, there's a lot of overlap there. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, Delaney, what, what are your thoughts on Lumity in this category? So I disagree heavily that this belongs in this category. Heavily. Yep. Heavily. Yep. So for me, I think what I ultimately think is going to happen with Lumity, regardless of any future drama that might occur, which could, you know, change up the like flipping. But I think this is going to end up being like um Catradora, except instead of best friends to enemies it's going to be rivals to best friends to couple and because that's where we're well, rivals is what i mean rivals and so like yeah, this so is, you think this should be rivals yeah this should be rivals to couple like hardcore like under like you know i like i understand where you're coming from and like it's not that you're wrong it's just that you're wrong but no like <laughs> yeah look like, I, look I've, I've had to make this argument a few times on the podcast you know, so I'll, yeah. I'll give the short version again i do i do think lumity has a rivals to couple aesthetic to it i think so i think like it's totally valid to put in there it has a flavor of rivals to couple but i i don't think lose and amity are actually rivals except for like one and a half episodes so that makes me feel like it should be uh more of a traditional one that would be the mm-hmm. argument. And i think it's more like there's like I mean, I would say for, I mean, for most of like, like half of the first season, they're rivals. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough because Amity's not in every episode, but yeah, you could, you could say, uh, seven is probably the turning point for them becoming friends, but they yeah. are still presented at the end of the episode as like a humph type of thing, you know, like, uh, yeah. as, as more of a rivals thing. I think it's valid to, to start it as rivals here. I don't think this would be like a traditional rival, rival rivals to couple considering they become not rivals so quickly, which I think is something yeah, I would commented agree. I would about limiting. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with either one. I think it's a mix of both. And like I said, a best friends mixed in as well. Um, point is it doesn't really fit, uh, super well into any of the categories. And I'm ready for Beatrice to agree with me. Um, I'm ready. Uh, I'm ready to agree with everything, but one thing, I don't think they'd fall under the best friends to couple category. Well, I think I, I was, I, I will say what I meant was that they will, but that's what I mean. I don't think they will. Oh, okay. Um, I think that Willow yeah. is, I mean, we're, we're is, like is going to be Lucy's best friend. I think, like, I think that uh, uh, a best friend can coexist with a couple. 
Like oh, yeah, you don't definitely. have to lose your friends in order. Like you, your, 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 like the uh, your partner doesn't have to take place of your best friend. Um, in these instances, so that's why, like, I personally wouldn't. I don't want. I don't want Amity to be Luce's best friend. Well, I, I think want, you can have so. more than one best friend. Like to me, Amity, like Luce. The age-old question: friend. Can you have more than? Can one you best have friend? more than one best, than one best friend? friend? Yeah, sure, sure. But um, so this I, is like. For, I guess, like, I agree with you, but I would say, like, Luz is Amity's best friend because Amity, and then, like, Amity and Willow will, like, Amity. reconcile that more. That's so sad for Amity. <laughs> right? Isn't that sad? That's and sad. then, like, but then also, I think Luz, like, can be best friends with Willow and be best friends with Amity. And of course, this is also, you know, personal experience, too. Like, I have best friends. Like, uh, I have a best friend, and then I also consider my wife, we're, she, we're best friends. And we kind of have a thruple situation going on with my best friend. And then they decided they're even better best friends than I am. And I was like, I hate y'all. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I, yeah, the, the best friends, uh, being like uh, best friends with your your partner, I think that's a whole, uh, some, some, I guess the, we're doing the archetypes by what it starts out as and not what uh, I think a lot of these would be yeah. kind of be I best think, friends that now that they're has, together. You make another good point. Like, art, like what makes an archetype? Like, is it? Like, is yeah, we're kind of doing from how it starts out, but yeah, we're going to get into like some that start. classify the relationship instead of how it starts out. So I think we're kind of going to talk about both. But the ones to start with here, we're going to all be how yeah. it starts out. But I, yeah. it's it's not necessarily either or. Archetype is just like a grouping of uh, like right. of, of couples. And, and the stuff, couples yeah. can be more than one thing. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And, yeah, and of and course, a lot of shipping too and a lot of these ships that we're talking about, they only get together at the end. So that's really what they have right. to be anyway for right, shipping exactly. archetypes. Yeah, that that is true because uh, a, a frequent discussion point is how uh, many most animation couples uh, take until the end of the show to get together. So for most of the show, what we're actually seeing is the getting together part, not the interrelationship part. So that would apply mm-hmm. to uh, to most of these couples here. Um, Lumity is is hopefully an exception as they have Friars. been going pretty quickly. So to yeah. conclude with Lumity, it's like they maybe a friends a rivals to friends instead of best friends to although you know we don't really know the. It, well, to, to be determined, rivals yeah. to friends to couple, and it all happens in a short span of time. So you could classify it as a boy meets girl, considering it's like, all kiss, it's all kiss, short. Kiss, yeah, kiss. so I think that's maybe a good summary of it. But yeah, not a traditional yeah, one. Yeah. Here's here's another potentially non traditional one. A classic we have to talk about is uh, Katang Katara Nang in Avatar: The Last Airbender. Right. Um, they have a meet cute in they the do. first episode with the iceberg. Um, as we've said, that may or may not imply this category. They don't get together until the end of the show. So there's a long time. Um, so we've said, uh, is this best friends to couple? Is this a, uh, traditional one? Um, I think the argument for a, uh, boy meets girl would be that they have a traditional boy meets girl, um, beginning. They kind of have a traditional boy meets girl structure and the show doesn't take place in too long of a span of time and they do get together by the end. Um, best friends argument would be that for most of the show, they are best friends instead of, uh, in a relationship. And then they ultimately go from being best friends to being together. Although that entire time, Aang has a crush on Katara. Right. Yes. Um, I have a question. Does with the with best friends to couple should there should some a a, qual- a qualification for it be also like well no never mind ignore my question. Well, you're going to say <laughs> where you uh, where I was thinking you were going to go is like are they friends without having any feelings involved like while they're while they're being well it was, I guess but it was more if, no I was going to go with like should there be like a moment where they have to 
where they have to the to weigh the option of like, should I take the risk and risk losing my best friend? Yeah, which and, happens with with Katana. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that not, maybe sense. not in that sense, but again, the, I haven't also seen Avatar in a very long time. So yeah. you saying that it happened surprised me because well, I didn't they, know they, they, what I'm thinking of with that is the whole uh, the, the, there's the war in the Ember Island players the right the, yeah the, the war is going on right now type of yeah so um and and I guess maybe Aang goes through that before the. Uh, before the invasion, I don't know. He does. Um, no, that's that's definitely. Um, he's, he's probably talking yes. to himself about that. That does happen. That, that does happen before yeah. the invasion. Um, yeah, Delaney, what, what do you think as as uh, OG Katang shippers? Um, do you feel good about this as a boy meets girl? So no, like I agree. Like they do have the meet cute. Like this does have all the makings. For me, what changes it a lot is yes, like Aang has a crush on Katara, like literally the whole time. But then like. One, when we talk about like seasons and like over a shorter period of time, this is we're also talking about a different show than like a lot of the other shows we're yeah, currently talking about. Like show. Avatar 60 episodes. Yeah, it's a long show. <laughs> like, uh, so when Aang, like, that's for me, is like for them to get like for me, the whole like classic is like it's kind of a little like, okay, they're um they meet and they, they have really strong feelings for each other, and it doesn't necessarily have to happen over a long time, but like they're not generally best friends. Like Katara and Aang are best friends. And like, there's just this really long gap between, and and even Aang being overly, like basically you get to like, like it's really just season one where Aang's like, Oh my God, I'm in love with Katara. Yeah. There is. Yeah. It goes through phases. And then, and then we like bring it all back in season three, which is like fine. But like, that's to me, that's what makes this best friends. Yeah, I can see it. I think I think you could argue from Aang's perspective, it's a boy meets girl. From Katara's perspective, it's a best friends to couple. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. But I think, like you said, there's a period where they're just friends and there's not heavy feelings at play. Also, uh, Aang literally just woke up out of the iceberg, and it was like yeah. literally the first. Like, <laughs> yeah, and you could argue this as a, it's not such a crush as much as oh, here's a person who's uh, yeah. who I'm into. I mean, Katara's cute, and like no one's gonna say Katara's not cute, but like he like. He had literally just woke up. Like, I mean, right. fresh, fresh. Yeah, from that's, that's, that's another factor, too. Um, ultimately, I think probably at least a mixture of the two. Uh, not not one that easily fits in. But, uh, but you know, the, the, uh, I mean, certainly the classic. Plays it really hard. So, like, I, I see. Like, I get it. Yeah, I think in the first season, it's a, it's a pretty classic uh, Boy Meets Girl. And then the show either doesn't focus on it or does some different things with it. Um, yeah. Looking back, we think of this as like a... A pretty traditional classic ship, um, but uh, not necessarily one as we're talking about that. Well, it's kind of like the blueprint for for a lot of modern ships, yeah, in its own way. And for me, like this was my like first time shipping, knowing what shipping was. Like I would go on the Nickelodeon forums and get mad at people, like. <laughs> Uh yeah, I'll give my own Nickelodeon forum story, but a little bit predating Katang. But uh, the yeah, this is this is an early defining one for a lot of us. So um, there you go. It's uh, Katang. Um, let's go to a, the much more mo- recent one. Um, I was we're talking starting to talk about subverting them. Troy and Benson from Kipo in the Age of Wonder Beasts. Uh, we have a uh, I think like a pretty quote unquote traditional boy meets boy here. Yes. Uh, with Troy and Benson, as traditional as boy meets boy can be. Right. I mean, I think the thing with Troy and Benson is like, we're going to do a boy meets girl, except it's boy meets boy. It's like it's a the subversion is that it's uh, two boys. They're Um, so cute. And like they do the anime like hard eyes, like you get the slow sparkly vision. It's so good. Like it's it's so good. 
Yeah, there's a get there's a uh a lag uh b- before they get together um where they are friends, so probably an element of friends as well going on here. Um as we said there's a lot of overlap here, but uh love love Troy and Benson as a as a uh pretty defining animation boy meets boy uh yeah i would are, say like they're they're the blueprint now for boy meets boy yeah there have been others i th- I would say uh i mean there have been other attempts in this is really the first one in western animation for kids that uh is, is able to go at it uh completely uninhibited in their presentation and it's canon, of it. and, it's canon and it, it just it happens uh completely explicitly on screen the whole time so uh pretty wonderful and we've even, seen from and we even get to see them actually like date which is like a big deal Yes, uh, towards the end, I guess. Yeah, and then and then you know, there's ending stuff. Uh, yeah, in, in the last okay. episode too, without spoiling. But yeah, t- t- love, love Troy and Benson. Let's do you and Toku next from uh, from Bloom into you. This is when Beatrice put on that line early as uh, mm. yeah, and uh, Beatrice as, as, has awoken. <laughs> no, I was literally looking up Troy and Benson um, images because I was like, I, I haven't seen Kipo. I think I've only seen the giant bunnies. Um, <laughs> So yes, yeah, so yeah. I was looking. So I probably spoiled myself something. I'm pretty sure I spoiled myself something. Um, but yeah, they're really no, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's fine though. Really cute. Yeah. Anyway, so, right. so so um, Beatrice, you marked you and Toku, I think, originally as like a cla- uh, uh, a classic, or um, and then we kind of like turned this into this whole primary archetype. Um, but uh, yeah, do they are they? I mean, this is a pretty non traditional romance. Um, for. Uh, the anime, but also maybe a, a girl meets girl um, in its, its own ways. It's interesting because it's it's because it's uh, it's, it's kind gay. Of, I looked it up. Yeah, no, but it's all you say. It, you say it's non traditional. I mean, if we take uh, take it as like the with like the heteronormative boy meets girl, if we're just strictly talking about heteronormative boy meets girl. Then yes, it is like subversive and non traditional. But within the genre of like beauty romance shoujo, it has it's it's. Yeah, it does sub- it does do some subversion, but it also does deal with a lot of tropes from within that genre. Um, you know, so it's 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 traditional. I mean, it de- it basically just depends on the lens you're looking at through of how non-traditional it is. Yeah. I um, think I think um from Toku's perspective, this is a clear girl meets girl. Um oh, 100%. From Yu's perspective, uh it's weird cuz she's trying to like convince herself uh to uh, wondering whether she has feelings the whole series. Um Right, right. I mean, if you just look at it as like, and base, it's like this is where it kind of is complicated because like reading it, like when you're reading it, you know they're going to end up together in the end. So it's one of those like you know this is a love story. It's like from the begin, like ba- like when you go to get, look for the book when you're like at a bookstore in a world where everything's normal, and you're like, ooh, this, and you go to the specific shelf that has the UD romance novels, whatever. And you pick it out, you know that they're going to end up together in the end. Like, rarely do people ever not end up together. Like, that would have been more a bigger subversion than it just being two girls, if that makes any sense. Is them not getting together in the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah. Um, the anime does not, <laughs> has not thus far gotten to that part point yet. Right, um, sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, so anyway, that, that tells you they should read the manga. Um, yeah, I don't know if there is. Are we getting a second season confirmed? I don't remember. I don't um, think we- so just read the manga. It's really good. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's interesting. It's just, they have like a, I, th- I think it's a cute me. It's not, not a cute me in that it's just an, an awkward meet, I guess is a good way to describe how they meet the first time. Um, and yeah, it's it, 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 depending on the perspective 
it changes, I think, with a lot of things, depending on whose perspective of it, it is, it can change. But I do see them as like, this is a girl meets girl story. Yeah. So maybe because they do meet and in the end, they do end up getting together. So it's like, sure. I don't know. It's like, yeah, maybe in the beginning, she doesn't realize she has feelings. But like one of them does realize she has feelings. And so it's right. like, and yeah. it, this is on their relationship. So. Yeah, I think it's yeah. a great call. Um, yeah, I think that the other than it being two girls, the uh, non-traditional aspect is that the lar- the show is largely about you kind of grappling with romantic feelings and like that, to the extent yeah. that that applies to her. Um, so I think that's kind of this this show's kind of spin on it. Um, but yeah, Bloom and Two probably I would say still the uh, preeminent uh, female female romance anime that we've gotten. Um, um recently, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my student. In terms of explicitness, um, there's it's a a, Dylan. You're not as well versed as me in this genre. Well, I mean, there's like old stuff that's not as. um, It's been pretty. Like you can't say that Utena's thing isn't explicit. You can't say that. Depends on your definition. Stuff is pretty explicit too. Like there's we don't. Yeah, depends on explicit. Yeah, Delaney. Uh, yes, Yuri. There's whole Yuri genre, but most of it in terms of anime is does not as until recently has not actually ended up playing up on screen to a large extent. Strawberry Panic was very explicit. So what I mean Um, is, yeah, Strawberry Panic. Yeah, I've seen that. Uh, but it's it's uh yeah it's 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 its own kind of weird uh sub thing. Uh, that's it's hard to to get into. It's hard to categorize, yeah. yeah. It's a uh, Delaney, I think if you're going to watch two animes, uh, Bloom and Two would be one of them. Uh, and then the second would probably be uh, the Little Witch Academia, which we'll talk oh, yeah. about later. Yeah, yeah everyone, um, I know. I need to watch that one. Yeah, Bloom and Two, but yeah, among our community, generally the favorite uh, kind of queer anime, at least in terms of girls uh, that we've gotten. Um, I'll st- staying with anime, so I, w- I was tracking all of the Ghibli ro- romances, uh, the Studio Ghibli romances, considering we went through all the movies last year, um, and I found that almost all of them fit into uh, Boy Meets Girl. So I think that that's not not super unexpected. A lot of them have weird twists to them. Definitely the most preeminent Ghibli romance, at least for me, is Shizuku and Seiji from Whisper of the Heart. Um, the, the Ghibli's most romance centric, uh, along with, uh, along with Poppy Hill, but, uh, anime and, uh, one of my all time favorite couples, Shizuku and Seiji, pretty traditional boy meets girl. Um, they're me cute being, I guess, uh, Seiji trying to get Shizuku to notice, uh, him by like checking out all the books that she reads. Um, and, uh, their, their romance kind of quickly developing. That sounds Uh, adorable. Why haven't I watched this one? Yeah. You gotta watch this one. It's my all time favorite. Um, and, uh, it's, it's, uh, um, yeah, Whisper of the Heart. Other, other, uh, Ghibli ones, um, to, uh, that I, I felt fell under this Kiki and Tombo, maybe from Kiki's Delivery Service. Oh, I, How... I, I think I definitely think Kiki Tombo. Like that's yeah. Except Kiki doesn't really care about him, but that's okay. That's correct. Um, Howl and Sophie, Howl's yes, Moving Castle. That's a weird. Re- Howl and Sophie. <laughs> one of the yeah, the, one of the only explicit ones. Uh, Pazu and Shita, Castle in the Sky, um, Falling from the Sky. That's a good me cute. Uh, Aden and Teru yeah. from Tales from Earthsea. Uh, Ponyo Sosuke, Ponyo Sosuke, um, best boy, best boy. Anna Marnie from when Marnie was there, plus that weird twist stuff that's going on, but probably a, a pretty a girl meets girl. Umi and Shun super, from up on Poppy Hill. Yeah, uh, Poppy Hill um, also has its its weird stuff going on, but a pretty uh, traditional meet cute jumping into the the pool um, from the the building. Yeah, uh, so a lot of Ghibli's falling into this category. Each you typically having their own twist to them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So uh, there you go. Um, okay, there, those are the ones we wanted to go over a lot for this one. Just read the most for this one. Uh, but Delaney, um, any others you want to mention or what stands out to you uh, from the ones we talked about? 
Oh, definitely. Oh, like, because I disagree with Katang. It's definitely like Agent. Uh, it's like Marinette and Adrian and Lumity. Like, but again, I also don't think Lumity's going to be this. You also disagree with that one. I also disagree with that one. I mean, the big ones are like Katang and Marinette and Adrian. Like, but I don't agree with it anyway. It's Marinette and Adrian. That's it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Beatrice, any others or your favorites here? No, I think we discussed a bunch. Nice. Yeah, I want. I also wanted to mention uh, Wally and Artemis from Young Justice. Oh yeah, they're Spitfire. great. Spitfire. Um, yeah, that's they're a, great. That's too. a classic uh, animation romance that has uh, even more into got even more into in the recent season three. Well, what about um, uh, Grant? I only watched like the first two seasons, uh, and it kind of like gets weird after that. But uh, of Young Justice. Yeah, uh, I was Superboy and well, that's two, um, thirds, two thirds of them. Yeah, Superboy. Yeah, yeah, Super, yeah. Superboy and um, I guess they're they're this one too. I don't remember. Yeah. I, I didn't honestly. I didn't. Rem- I, I need to rewatch the first two seasons. Young just. I, I I looked up Spitfire's uh, origins, and I do think it falls under this one. I don't. I would have to look up the other one too. Um, that's another v- very prominent couple as well, for sure. Is it um, McGann? McGann, yeah, yeah, McGann. McGann. Yeah, and yeah, I, I do think uh, Ladybug stands out here, but I think Katang. Um, oh, and then of course Troy and Benson are like boy meets boy like they're like probably the most cookie cutter on this list, and I love that sta- it. That stands out to me as like the most. Uh, queer the clear queer subversion of the yes. traditional meeting that we've gotten recently yeah and for me shizuku and seiji are like one of the iconic all-time ships um okay let's talk about best friends to couple here as our next archetype. the best one let's go the best one okay we, we had <laughs> two favorites one least favorite potentially but uh we've a lot also have a lot under this one um and the ne- after this one we're going to talk about childhood friends to couple and we wanted to note that there is a oftentimes an overlap between these two categories as if you're childhood friends, you're probably best friends. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. But uh, not necessarily, uh, not all of these best friends would be childhood friends. Also, both of these are just friends to couple. They're like mm-hmm. subsets of friends to couple. So flavors of that. But this is one you you hear about a lot is like best friends and childhood friends. Like that, so that's kind of why archetypes may be defined by how we view them, how traditionally, how many people frequently view that. And I think this is one that's viewed as a, as a traditional archetype. Um, so let's talk about, uh, best friends to couple here. And uh, we've already talked a lot about it. And as it's some of our, uh, Delaney and I is one of our favorite ones. Um, potentially one of the more, uh, overdone ones, if you want to say it in a negative sense, in, in the, the, the sense that we've several here to talk about that might fall under yeah. best friends to couple. Um, I think, uh, just because the, our headliner for Best Friends is going to be Starco, Star and Marco from Star Wars Force Field, I think a lot of people have Best Friends couple fatigue because of that mm-hmm. relationship. But uh, I don't think uh, it was necessarily thought of in that. I think it's just because we'd seen one of the most prominent ones like very recently. Um, yeah, that would make sense. Other than that, I don't think it's like super overused, I guess. Uh, I think it's, it feels pretty in line with the, with the other ones. Um, but I also feel like this is... Um, if you're writing a kid's story, this is just going to be one of the ones you're going to use more. Yeah. They're, you know, more, uh, uh, you know, as we're talking about animation, unfortunately, we're talking about a, a lot of, of kids' stories. Um, you know, not not that it's a bad thing, but just because there isn't uh, more Well, general... and if you want to not do meet cute and, like, you know, doing boy meets girl or whatever, this is kind of the one that you know, you're going to do it usually if it's kids. So it's like the most basic of subversions of a traditional romance, probably. Yeah. It's like, uh, oh, they're actually going to be best friends for a while and then they're going to get together instead of mm. kind of quickly. And it's also together. really appealing because you also have that uh, will they or they won't they. Right. Like, oh, yeah. How about that? The will they won't, will they, they. won't they. This is, pro- this is probably the most will they won't they archetype, isn't it? 
Definitely. Wow. Well, you're like, I don't want to mess up her friendship. And then, and then of course, okay, we already mentioned Starco. Like Starco also like is like a whole roller coaster ride. So like, like you do it all with Starco. Like they date other people and then you have the whole, like they like, they, they like each other at different times. Yeah. And it's like, it's a whole thing. And most, most of these ships we're going to talk about have one element of either one character likes the other or the opposite, but you know, Starco, you get both back and forth, and uh, yeah, they're also thing. seeing other people, and so that could that could that could be like most of them would have like maybe one element of, of any of that. Um, but yeah, I like that. I like the will they want they just because they're friends and they know each other, but they're not dating yet. So will they get to date? You could also, I think, you probably could have will they want these in the other archetypes as yeah. well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's like to, a meet cute. It's just an element yeah. that you can. Yeah, have. it's like an element it. rather than an archetype. But yeah. maybe maybe like meet cute, we would traditionally apply to boy meets girl. Will they want mm-hmm. they would traditionally apply to a best friends uh, to couple mm-hmm. type situation. Um, but I think I think will they want these in terms of like sitcoms would probably be most applied to boy meets girl. Yes. Um, it's just like, there's like a, a, a short period of, well, they won't they after having a meet cute and then mm-hmm. they get together. Yeah. And in, ter- in terms of sitcoms, they maybe drag out that period. Yeah. So you watch the, a sitcom and it takes six seasons. Yeah. To the extent that maybe they become best friends during that period. So, uh, uh, maybe, maybe they would then get into this territory. And like we said, there's a lot of overlap between the, this category and the previous ones. Um, uh, yeah. Delaney, anything else about, uh, about this category before we get into the ships? I mean, I'm just absolutely a sucker for this. Like, it just feeds my soul. Yeah, we'll, and we'll see. We'll go through the ones that have fed your soul, Beatrice. Um, I'll just add, I'll, I'll say my whole thing on because I mentioned it before about the whole heteronormativity of things. Well, the reason this one for me I, is like I for me if I find this one to be the most boring, it's simply yeah. because simply because and. Usually, I, I find it boring because it is within the heteronormative context where it's like a right. girl and a guy. Because a lot of times, it's like, you know, you hear like, oh, girls and boys can't be friends. They can't right, be platonic yeah. because this and the whatever. You know what I mean? So that's why whenever it's best friends to couple and it's a heteronormative thing, I always kind of cringe. Maybe I maybe it's because I think it's overdone slightly when it is within a heteronormative context because everything uh, heteronormative is so boring. I don't um, like you're correct. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's just more me. I just wish like I, I, I also like having I, I would like having an emphasis on like also having platonic friendships being yeah, just as meaningful and important for um when it's a girl and a guy because for some reason when it's like two girls or two guys, they're allowed to be super platonic, but super, super dedicated to each other and friendship, the power of brotherhood or the power of sisterhood and whatever. And they're, they can go to the ends of the world for each other and still be friends. But when it's a girl and a guy, um, no, they have to be in love. It can't be just because of platonic feelings of friendship and that we can get into the whole like homophobia within that. We can get into all like the layers of that and that we can break down in a completely separate podcast dedicated to it. But, um, that's why, for me, this is the one that, like, I guess I have the most mixed feelings over this category. I, I think you brought up a, uh, an element that a lot of people you'll hear frequently when applied to best friends couple, which is, oh, why can't they just be friends? Like, like, uh, right. more, why aren't there more platonic male female or just platonic people in general presented? Um, so I think people who are in in eager to see uh, more platonic relationships presented um might be frustrated by the this archetype when 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 it's applied because maybe the their favorite platonic two characters end up dating and uh they think that's overdone. Yeah, I do think a lot of people probably would sit think this is overdone. Uh, so I think that's fair. I think probably th- these two categories would be the ones 
uh, you'll probably hear the most about being overdone. Um, I think I I also think like the feelings are like because a lot of times like people will also say that when like they're the ship that they ship isn't happening. They're like, well, why can't this ship just be friends? Or they'll also. And and then some people are literally just coming. Like For me, I'm coming to this because of like I see the double standard in that, like, you know, what that I mentioned before um, between like a straight friendship versus uh, uh, or at least a, a. a heteronormative friendship versus not so that's why it's a bit more like it it can people it's calm there's layers it's complicated <laughs> yeah i think yeah i think it's it's all complicated depends on your perspective depends on the ship let's go through right. the, some of the ships and see yeah. what applies um so we talked about starco star and marco from star Wars force people um they uh not childhood friends. They meet uh, when Star comes to his dimension. Then they become quickly best friends in the first season. Uh, then we, like we talked about, they go through uh, different phases of liking each other, of dating other people. Yeah, I didn't think of it in those terms, but the, it does. One of them likes each other, then the other one's dating someone, then the reverses thing. that, and uh, we get, they get together right before the finale. Um, and uh, when I think best friends to couple, I'm thinking Starco right now in in terms mm-hmm. of animation and in general. I think from this is this would probably be the one that stands out to me most from from any medium, um, and uh, yeah, Starco one of my all time favorites. I know a lot of people end up frustrating with the will they won't they aspect of Starco. Um, I think looking back for me at least looking back, uh, it's it's a lot. It feels a lot better once you're not in the moment of going through the will they won't they. It's just like oh that was a fun ride. Um, but I think people I watched both. Different Nothing can be it. as long as that, so this was fine. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Yeah, there have been longer ones, guys. So Way this longer. is only like, four like, seasons. Also, I watch Ladybug. Like Ladybug. <laughs> Wait, yeah, we're also I'm seeing sorry. a longer will, will they won't they with like, I mean, yeah, I don't know if Ladybug is a traditional will they won't they, but yeah. Um so we we have Starco. Uh how about Korasami as a best friends to couple? It's the best one ever. It's Not what I originally so I'm like, okay, where does Korasami fit? And I think you could say it's similar to Lumidi, uh, in terms of the fact that it has maybe a rivals to couple flavor to it, because in season one yeah. They, uh, Sami is like a rival slash enemy kind of for like a little bit. Um, Except and it's like, it's like, uh, one-sided. Yeah, I think so. And, and also the thing with Korsami is we've seen it play out and we've seen the fact that that was only the first season and, uh, the fact that that was not super significant. And so then they become friends through. And then three through... is super best friend adventures. Like, yeah, yeah. But then yeah. they become best friends in book three. Then in book four, they're um, oh, like so carrying weird. out their their best friends till they like start to culminate a romantic yeah. relationship right oh at the end. God, so yeah, um, yeah. Like I, I don't see Korasami like I don't see, I don't know if like they they needed to be best friends in order to become a couple. If that makes sense, like they needed to. Um, because because I, of from where they started or where the characters are at know where the characters are at just because of what I happened so to Cora in book yeah. three and all yeah, that yeah. like they needed to she needed someone like for her like for where she was at the end of book three like the person that she needed to end up with was the person she trusted the most like she yeah. needed her best friend it needed to be her best friend if that if if, if I'm making any sense I uh, think so, yeah. whereas uh say for an I don't know like say with like Katang, like if if Aang just continue, if I I don't I don't see I could see a version of Avatar where like Aang still would like they don't for, like Aang doesn't forget about the crush in season two if that makes in book two, um and he could and it could still work out and I could like but just because of where Korra's at, um 
it, yeah, it, based it, on she, her. Yeah, it needed to be. She needed to be friends with her first. There needed to be this level of trust to be gained before she opened herself up in that way. Well, also because of how much of an absolute disaster dating Mako was. Exactly, exactly. So it's like, she. I feel like the, she, she matured from that experience. And I feel like the next relationship that she had, she needed it to come from a place of very deep trust. And I don't think someone who isn't a best friend would have been able to reach that level. Yeah, I think so for all of that. So yeah, I, I do think ultimately Cora and Asami, and uh, especially in the second half of the show, as a as a best friends to couple, um, in a really one where we all really love. Um, and I, I don't know for me, I just didn't initially think of it in, in ter- quite in terms of this. So, uh, mm. but once you think of it, I feel like it's clear, like that. Uh, maybe not as like traditional of one as Starko, but one that uh, to me ends up being like one of the more prominent best friends to couple ones. Looking back, um, yeah, that's the thing for me when you're talking about like what you think of for me it's Korosami like because because of season three like you kind of watch like it's it's interesting how they do it because I really think they do a really good job in book three of showing like how far they've come and how like and being best friends like because it's a really different experience from watching season one like Korosami to book three versus like I don't know. It's just, I mean, they're different, but like, and granted Star, like Star Wars source people has like a lot more episodes than Korra does. So that's something there too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I, when I think of Korosami and best friends, I think of Asami writing Korra all these letters um, when yes. she's recovering. Um, that's like a best friend move. Um, that's oh, like I got the most letters to Asami. Well, she's the one I responded to, right? Like that. that yeah. Whole, yeah. The, like uh, you see the fruits of their best friends. It's also because they're big gay. Like, well, yeah, that would be the couple part. Yeah, that would so be the, <laughs> the romantic feelings part. Yeah, okay. Um, next, we have two uh, two two other ones that may or may not fall into this category: Stephen and Connie from uh, Stephen Universe. Um, I think could be seen as a boy meets girl, as Stephen likes Connie in season one, uh, a long time ago. Uh, when they see, that's with, thing, like with my, the same thing with like, like if Guitar and Aang aren't meet cute because of how long it takes, Stephen and Connie deaf aren't because it takes way longer. Yeah, I mean, so I think ultimately, probably why I classify Katang as a traditional because it's a shorter time period versus Steven Universe. I think both in terms of in universe time and in terms of episodes, Stephen and Connie. Probably season one, boy meets girlish. Uh, Steven has feelings for Connie, but then they have a friendship uh, that develops over the course of a long period of time uh, before they, they really end up getting together. Like I don't know. Like are they together at the very very end? Because like yeah. what I'm thinking of is yeah. like what I'm thinking of is um, Steven Universe Future. So yeah, at the end of Future, yeah, and that's true. There's a time because uh, that's time for jump. me. That's what makes this like. There's no way this could be boy meets girl like obviously steven has a crush on her that's but true I, I didn't even consider there's a time jump between a steven yeah. universe and an suf so yeah, they're, they're not it's together gonna, it's... at the end of steven universe no, they're you're like, right. yeah yeah so yeah if there's a time jump and you get together only after the time jump then you're not then it's yeah, a it's a yeah. best friend situation okay but that's what we've determined though, that boy meets girl like in both of our examples like look with, with katang and now steven and connie because they both are like this is the first girl i've ever seen <laughs> Yeah, that's the similarity. <laughs> no, honestly, I mean, one was trapped in an iceberg and the other was just sheltered by weird literally uh, never aliens. Yeah. Like he saw women, but they were like, they're like, eight, they're space rocks, I live in a town so of like, 10 people and none of them are this yes. age. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, so there's a Stephen. I, th- I do. Yeah, I think Stephen and Connie are probably going to go down as one of the. I mean, it's not not as central no, to the so show as Katana. Well, I think they're um, really like a really strong contender for like like I get Beatrice. Like I get it. Like you know when it's really heteronormative and it's like they can just be friends. But I think like with Stephen and Connie, like listen, Stephen Universe is its own category because they're yeah, yeah, yeah you're yeah. fine. You're, they, and they're, they're not the ones that bother such, me. <laughs> they're such good best friends. Like that's the thing. They're such good best friends. And then, like, oh, they're so cute. Like, it's just the best. Yeah. Love, love Stephen and Connie. Uh, last major one to talk about. Uh, I put this under best friends to couple. Uh, Bumblebee, but, uh, Yang, and uh, Blake from Ruby. Um, but definitely, I think, not going to be one that falls under a clear category. But I'd love to hear what Beatrice has to say about where Bumblebee should fall. I mean, I don't remember disputing this. <laughs> no, you put a whole thing on that line. Maybe I confused Bumblebee with Bubbling. Oh, maybe, yeah. That we'll talk was, about oh, Bubbling later. That was the one that I was... Well, really let, me, let me talk about why Bumblebee might not fall under one category. So they meet, and probably initially they're they're partnered together. So that's like a... Uh, Ruby ships where the, there's like a partnering system at oh, the yeah, school no, they go to. Thing. That's like a whole... That's like a clear best friends thing if they're partnered together. But they're not like initially the cl- closest of friends, and there's like a tension, I think. I don't remember. Uh, so it, it probably takes a little bit before they're really best friends. But in the most recent seasons of, of Ruby, they've probably been... Uh, more of the best friends partner thing, but I would I would say it more applies to them the last few volumes than they're the first trauma few bonded. of the show. They're also trauma bonded. Yeah, that's a thing. Is that a, is that its own shipping archetype? <laughs> Probably trauma bonded. So sad. I do like, list I, all the gay ships here. Yeah, that... <laughs> all of them, every single one of them, trauma bonded. Korasami, trauma bonded. Yeah. What do you th- What are you going to say about Bumblebee, Delaney? Uh, like I think I agree that they're best friends to couple. But, like, they're also, like, it's just, it's weird. Ruby's weird. (laughs) Yeah. And it's also the thing with Ruby is they they feel the need to have large periods of times uh, to, I guess the Ruby meet cute would be, or the the boy meets girl would be John and Pira. Um, But uh, other than that, there's, uh, and then childhood friends, you've read Nora. And uh, so all their other ships take a long time to happen. And we're still waiting on Bumblebee. Um, Beatrice, yeah, you're you're, like all the relationships in Ruby, like with our four main characters, they're just trauma bonded. Like. I would say friends and you know family, but yeah, that's true. They they've gone through a lot. Um, Beatrice, any any Bumblebee thoughts as best friends here? Um, there's like there's fan theories that they're like soulmates, so maybe they could also fit under that category. I mean, that would um, have to be so. And uh, I mean, I mean, it's hard because Ruby, but like. Do they show like interest in each other earlier in the books and like book from book one to book three? You could make that you could make the argument for you can make the argument against. So but I de- but I definitely see them as like they they need it. They, I definitely see them as like best friends to couple, I think, personally. Nice. Yeah, I think so. And um, the one time Dylan revs up for an argument. I know. I was ready. Oh, I'm Um, sorry. It was Bumbley. It's okay. (laughs) I think we're past all the. uh, Yeah. uh, Hot take. I think Bumbley's going to happen at the end of the season. I know we've been uh, spurned before, but I have a whole whole list of evidence, but I don't know where to, if if I want to post it. We got a bunch of evidence Um, last season. I know. No, but now I think it's really going to. No. One of my evidence is uh, all the things from last season apply to this season. Okay. Uh, But we're still waiting on Bumbley. Delaney, uh, any other best friends to couple or 
what stands or uh, or what stands out to you from it? Always Korosami, but like I guess I don't know. It's just so appealing, and I will definitely say like as a kid, like I really thought this is how it was supposed to be. Like I thought this is how like you're supposed to be best friends, and then you got together. Like it's how what I thought. And funnily enough, that's absolutely not like how me and my wife got together. Like it was very much a, like we're gonna date. <laughs> like so, it's funny. Like kind I of. I do like, think this is idealized as a perfect relationship. Is. You have, you should be best friends with your partner before you get together. Right. And it's certainly very appealing to me that notion, and I like that's why I think I love a lot of these couples. It's but cute. it's it, like it's but it's fun. very cute. But it's certainly not like a necessity or something that frequently happens in the real world. Yeah, uh, Beatrice. Any any other best friends couples? Um, the only one I'm going to mention um, that if people really like this archetype would be to watch Liz and the Bluebird, which is with Mizore and Nozomi. They're just it's a really interesting take with, on the best friend to couple because there's like they touch on like codependency. They touch on like a lot of things. Um, it's not it's like not as explicit, I think, as some people on this podcast may prefer may like. But um it's a it's a really really beautiful movie, and if you like best friends the couple, this is like a really interesting take on it. Nice, yeah. Uh, from Hebe K Sound Euphonium. Uh, yeah, spin-off. but you yeah. don't have to watch Hebe K to watch this. You can just watch this movie. Yeah, I don't right. know what the the two Hebe K characters would fall under. Best friends? We I don't know. I don't even remember. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Well, okay. Uh, the other ones I wanted to mention for best friends. Uh, we talked about Bumblebee. I want to mention White Rose, my favorite uh, all time. The best. Ruby ship. Uh, Ruby and Weiss. Uh, I definitely think at this point they're best friends couple. Maybe a flavor of rivals to start off with right in the Ooh, beginning. Yeah. But more of a, I think even more of a clear uh, best friends, maybe than Bumblebee because they've been so close uh, from from the early seasons. Um, I was thinking where to put Clance from Voltron, is, as to me this is like an all this is an all time iconic animation ship. Uh, totally not one that happens in the show, but Keith and Lance. Um, and is it are they rivals because they kind of start off antagonistic? They're not really enemies because they're on the same team. But I think ultimately, if they were gonna get up together at the end of the show, would have been a best friends type situation. Yes, I agree. Um, we were so, robbed, honestly. We were robbed of Clance for sure. Um, and then what would you classify uh, Shiro and that random boy at the end? I don't know because we didn't actually see them together. Okay. Uh, and then, like, <laughs> but it was st- still love it though. Uh, and the, you know, I, me at least. Uh, and then I also want to mention uh, Ryuji and Taiga from Toradora, which to me, if I think romance anime, I think Toradora, mm-hmm. my all time favorite. So uh, I, I think I, looking back, I think probably that would be a best friends uh, one, but um, just regardless, wanted to mention. Ooh, them. can I recommend a meet cute one? Well, kind of meet cute. Well, boy meets girl, kind of, sort of. I don't know. It's weird, but it's a really cute anime about romance. Kimini Todoke. That's a great one for anyone who wants to watch. Okay, what's the English for it? Uh, let me look it up because, okay. like, I'll give you like the exact one because sometimes I get I translate it and it's not correct. But yeah, keep talking. Okay, let's. Well, we'll uh, we just look at that in a second as we move on to childhood friends to couple a related one as we mentioned. So these would be uh, people who were I'm friends sure. as kids and then later in life uh, get together. Um, presumably, not feelings there from when they're actually kids and then at some point one of the two probably develops feelings maybe when they're kids maybe when they're a little bit older um not one we found a ton of examples for actually but uh but one that uh we've uh have have some some pretty prominent ones here um yes from me to you beatrice yeah that's the name okay cool i'll check it out Um, i don't even know what that is 
That's what I said before we started the call. Uh, in the Google Doc, someone's a cormorant. It's like a type of bird. I was like, that's a weird it's a uh, bird. I was like, is this a fruit? Like, it's, a, it's, a, <laughs> it's a weird one to list Google. Okay. Uh, for, this isn't one many of you know who are listening, but to me, this is the ultimate childhood friend. The only, one. it's so important. <laughs> it's very important. Moon Boon <laughs> from Mysticons, uh, Zarya and Kitty Boon. Um, they have they run the gamut here in terms of relationship. They throw everything at this relationship because they they're also kind of a rivals couple. They're childhood friends to rivals for like an episode or two to best friends to so a couple. I would say so good. Oh, yeah. Uh, but this is, this is this is this is a clear childhood friends as we get flashbacks at some point. So oh, good. Oh, yeah. We get like big flashbacks, and it, there's they're literally the best thing ever. Yeah. Um, great. Wonderful, I think, example of, of this and also uh, sh- shows the like. Uh, I think with childhood friends, um, I guess we didn't go over the intro stuff, so we can talk about that now. But um, with childhood friends, I feel like the benefit is you get this like innate and intimacy between the two people. Yes. Like these two know each other, maybe even more so than best friends. You know this person so well. Um, that's, I feel like, what you get from Zari and Kitty. When you introduced this, oh, we knew each other from from when we were kids. Um and uh, I think in like in an anime sense, there's just like an innate appeal to like your your childhood friend, like falling in love with your childhood friend, yes. similar in the way to it's like this the idealized romance of your best friend. I feel like a lot of people idealize like, uh, well, it's kind oh, of like soulmates the- too. Like- yeah, it's like, in a soulmates way. It's the person I grew up with, the person I know best. I've known this person their entire life, that type of thing. It's like I knew them when they were a different person when they were younger. Um, so I, I think that a lot of people find that really appealing. Um Delaney, do you is the are you do you like this one, childhood friends? And do you think this is like uh, overdone at all? I, we don't have a ton of examples listed here. I mean, it's hard to say if it's overdone. Like for me, like we're gonna talk about it. Like I like Kim Possible was like my show, and like a lot of what I was talking about earlier about best friends like getting together came a lot from how much Kim Possible influenced my young life, and like I've like. I was obsessed with Kim Possible and I think Yeah, like, so talk it, about Kim and Ron as as yeah. childhood friends. So Kim and Ron are like obviously I'm super into Moon Boon because Mysticons is like the best stuff ever and we were robbed. Like Nickelodeon why. But like Ron and Kim, like they're just like they're I mean, they're the blueprint, quintessential childhood friends, best friends, and they get together at the very end. And it's just so good. And like, and that's just not, that's just completely leaving out everything else that makes Kim Possible, like literally the best. But like, nice. you know, you see a lot of this still, like, you you know, the super competent um, girl and then you like the completely useless guy, which I think it's really fun. I do think Marinette and Adrian play into this a little bit, but it kind of flips depending on like, depending on where we are in the square. But um yeah. So I, I love it. Like, I, like, I, that's just another, like, when we talked about archetypes, I was like, yep, it's friends to getting together because of Kim Possible. Like, this is, like, my big, like, this, I mean, it's just, like, you have three seasons of Kim Possible, and then you have two movies, and literally one of the movies is, like, going through time and them growing up together. And, like, it's literally, like, A Stitch in Time is all about the relationship, because that's when... Like you, it was orchestrated by Draken and Shigo, but they separate them on purpose, and then like it's a whole thing. Like it's so good. Nice, yeah. And I think uh, you you also mentioned it could be also seen as a best friends uh, yes. to couple one. That's what we talked about how yeah. childhood friends might necessitate being. Well, best the distinct well, well the distinction here is that like 
not only do we have a whole movie where we like see their entire relationship, but it's referenced a lot that they've known each other their entire lives. Like, cause that's part of their story. Like they're like, yeah, we met in pre-K. Like that's the whole, like it's very important to their, so they definitely nice. belong here as opposed to best friends. Nice. Yeah. I feel like that, that's the main thing is like, you get this, like uh, I've known this person so long. Yeah. Like, it really gives a, like a weight to, to the proceedings uh, yeah. of uh, the romance. And they're not um, even just friends. Like, like, like it's not just they know each other and grew up together. Like Ron and Kim have been together like best friends the whole time. Nice. Yeah, you because you could have in terms of Moonboon, you have their best friends, then they don't see each other for a while, and right. then they re- reconnect. Yeah. That's childhood friends, but you could also have the right. childhood friends version where they've been friends. They're still friends up to this point. They've always been together. Right. Um, so that's kind of two separate archetypes there. We have is similar in that they've known each other. Like their whole lives. Yeah. So we another example we had listed was Gl- Glimbo, Glimmer and Bow from Shira. Um, definitely childhood friends. They reference that they they've always been together. That's the, uh, a point of. I uh, do here. I'm with Beatrice. I just wanted them. There were ulterior motives, but I just wanted them to be friends. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Gl- Glimmer and Bo, I think different than but some, super these, uh, cute some, and, like, some other childhood friends examples where there's lo- most childhood friends to couple are going to be orchestrated. Like, we know this is going to eventually they're going to be a couple. Now they're they're going to start them Glimbo off with this childhood friends backstory. With Glimbo, it's just like they decided at the end, oh, well, they'll be together. Yeah, like, that was the thing. Yeah, because like with like um, Katar there's no and grand Aang, plan with right. Glimbo here. Yeah, yeah, with Katar and Aang, like that was something they talked about was that it, Katar and Aang were the DNA of Avatar. Mm-hmm. And like, obviously, you can't, you can't have Star vs. the Forces of Evil without Starko. But they literally were like, oh, I guess they can be together at the end. Like they were like, they just decided. Yeah, which I kind of love. Like not everything you needs know, to be like so that. grand, yeah, is such a grand plan for me. Right. Your, your mileage may vary on whether well, we also... should have gotten Glimmer and Bow together. But I do like just the notion that why not give them a couple ending? Like, well, it's sure. also like, um, the subversion because Catradora is literally like the DNA of uh, Shira. Yeah, like, that's literally it's true. In, in another show, show, Glimmer and Bo are the main characters, right? Yeah, right. Um, and then, and then to have the side, and then to have like, I mean, we're not going to like Glimmer and Bo are not straight characters, but like this straight presenting like couple as yeah. the side, Ma- male female couple. Yeah, yeah, the male female couple as the side. Is like really great. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, that's as the side relationship. Yeah, um, Beatrice, childhood friends to, to couple thoughts. Um, I like childhood friends to couple a lot when there is like a gap between. So like Moon Boon, when there's like a gap between the last time they've seen each other. Mm-hmm. So and it's kind of like because that to me is like a really interesting dynamic because like you knew each other but now you're different people and now what does that do? And I don't know. I find that really interesting. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I, I, it's another one where I'm like, if it's done really well, I, I love it dearly. Um, so nice. yeah. yeah, the the gap kind of maybe gives a, uh, attention. Uh, we knew right. each other so well. Now we don't do, have you changed. That yeah. Type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's really appealing. I think it's, I think both are really, it is kind of like two archetypes. I think that's really appealing when they haven't seen each other for a while. And then it's also really appealing if you've always known the person. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I really love this one, and uh, I, I, I think considering we had struggled to give get too many examples here, maybe we're missing some. But I, I, I could see this being used more. I think it just and this is most of the time in terms of a TV show, this is going to be a backstory, right? Like, so you can just give a character this backstory. You don't need a show. You can do flashbacks. I think that's a really uh, powerful tool to use in terms of displaying intimacy between two characters. Yeah. Um, um, and two other Ghibli ones that, that came to mind. Uh, there were two for this one. Uh, Kaguya and uh, Sutamaru yeah. from Princess Kaguya. They have a, 
a childhood friend's origin. And then uh, Jiro and Naoko from Wind Rise. It's not a traditional one, but they meet when uh, she's a kid, at least. Um, so uh, we, we had some Ghibli examples there. And we have some more in our next category. Uh, the, the big ma- headliner. Ma- the major remaining one. Um, it's we've, we've, We're going long, but we need to dig in a little bit on probably for the last time. Then we can go a little bit quicker through the rest of Enemies to Couple. Dun, Everyone's dun, dun. new favorite archetype. Uh, <laughs> I wonder why. No, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. We have to clarify. Everyone's new favorite archetype is best friends to enemies to best friends to couple. <laughs> okay, we'll see what that applies to. But uh, we, we wanted to know for the enemies to couple, uh, our, uh, next we have rivals to couple. So a lot of overlap here, but rivals not being people, enemies, probably people are on opposite sides, people who are actually at each other's throats versus rivals are like, like rivals competing like people. Yeah. yeah, like typically in a school setting. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, like I don't know. I this might be weird, but I see like enemies as like you're you want to harm the other person. Yes, yes. Versus like rival is like, which is why I really like rival rivals to couple is like you're trying to push each other to be the best you can be. You're like these two. You see, even if you want a minute, you see the other person as your equal, and you're desperately trying to like one up them you know what i mean but it's like you're in the end it ends up just being you two pushing each other to be better whereas with enemies you are actively trying to harm someone whether it's physically mentally like you're trying to like i guess rivals to couple is like a race whereas enemies to couple is i'm gonna push you down yeah yeah i I like that and yeah to me it's really appealing as we can combine a little bit rivals a couple or two of just people uh you know competing trying to get better against each other i think that's really appealing to me enemies to couple my big hang up as if i were to pick one i don't connect with as much i on the surface because i as we dug into this i've realized there are some prominent ships that are big to me that are that you might classify as enemies to couple but the big uh problem with this one is that uh there's an element of uh you if you want to say toxicity here innately if if two people are trying to kill each other uh, how can they end up together? You know, right. and I right. think that's like a big, uh, a big question in this archetype. But to, for many people, that is the appeal. Like there is an innate tension there yeah. when you're trying to, when you're going against each other. That's like, how can you have more tension than that? Um, right. So, uh, and, and, you know, th- there is probably ways that people can, and, and pr- probably this applies to real life too, where people are, are not on the same side of things and then end, uh, end up together. I don't know. Is Romeo and Juliet the, the enemies to couple? Um, Right. Uh, they, I think this is a, a tired and true uh, archetype yeah. in, in some ways, but one that has crept up in animation to a large extent here. Mm. Um, Delaney, what's what's your relationship with this archetype and um, how, how do you feel it's being used recently? I didn't like it until Catchador. <laughs> until Catchador. OK, <laughs> like yeah. I really didn't like I never would have been like, oh, or like or I hated it when they did it in a fanfic. Like, I was like, I don't like this. This but is this Catchador is the happened. fanfic archetype yeah right? it absolutely is and like that was the thing i've always been best friends to couple and obviously enemies to couples like the antithesis of that and i will say i am a big glimmerdora shipper big but then the catchadora convinced me like they convinced me in the final season but like like a big glimmerdora stands so like i'm always here best friends to couple but like i didn't like it until catchadora and i i do i see the appeal like but i don't like this is generally not something I like. Nice. Um, yeah, I, I, I should mention Glimidor in terms of uh, fan and ships would be the best friends to couple for Absolutely. for Shira. And yeah, that would be the considering that's my, my fave. That would be the the one I was yeah. super high on Shira. Um, but yeah, Beatrice, what about you? Your relationship with this archetype? 
Um, you know, it's it depends again. This is such a cop out, but it depends it on how is. you're coping out so I bad. Am. I'm so often, um, because sometimes it really sometimes it works for me. Like, I think of like, um, I think of Entrap Duck, right? Where I was like, oh, this is gonna be fun. Oh, this is gonna, it's just it, so sometimes like it can, it can be very toxic. Sometimes it can be very like, how can. There's just something about that tension. There's something about that tension of these two, because a lot of times I feel like enemies and are like also constantly thinking about the other person. So they're just like, mm. there is this like very, there is a very deep bond, whether it's a good one or a bad one, there is a bond there. Is between this them. why I hate Zatara? Or, okay, so now I'm wondering, do I hate Zatara because it's enemies or be, just because it competed with, Kitang, and yeah. is this why I hate this archetype? No, but is that yeah, why? Fair, there's a fair amount of feeling like uncomfortable with the idea of like your family's responsible for like right. the atrocities. Oh, well, there's a lot. Them. There's a lot. So to there's a lot to there. Pass there. Um, yeah. So there, that, I don't think it's simply because you shipped Katang that like. Well, no, you, I mean as a like as a ten year old. Maybe as a ten year old. Yeah. So, so we. It's a little bit different. Good. You think that. We we have Zutara under opposites attract, which we have as another archetype. But there's going to be a lot of overlap between opposites attract and enemies, um, just because uh, yeah, different people, different opposite types of people might be on opposite sides. Right. Um, but I love the way Beatrice described it as like, if someone's your enemy, aren't you thinking about them all the time? If they're yeah, so important no. to you that well, they're your enemy. Why, that's literally part of why Catradora, like, cause it was like, oh my God, they're obsessed with each other. Like, even without the white, like, obviously the best friends thing, like played into it, but that's like. Right. Yeah. It's, I, I, to me, I, under, I totally understand the appeal. Like, is like, I mean, like, think about you in the real life. Do you have an enemy? Like, like, probably no for most people. Like, so, <laughs> like an enemy is someone you have to have. There has to be such passion there. Like, it's bad passion, right. but like, yeah. there has it has to right. exist to the extent that most of us aren't even experiencing it. So I can totally see the like fantasy there. Yeah. Um, so there's, you know, there's some, there's, there's, there's value to that. I understand it. Um, and, um, well, it's kind of like best friends to couple or childhood friends to couple. It's built in, so it's easy to tap into. Right, and there's like, and the, and if we're just purely thinking of like two couple, like this means that there is like a journey. There's an arc. There, are, right. one of them is going to flip to the other side. Right. If there is this sort of like, like I don't like. It's like they were enemies, and now they're not. It's not that you're right. still enemies and you're a couple, unless. Well, there are there is a certain pocket of people who dig that, so there's also that. But um, yeah, yeah, you'll you'll have to not be. I think you can still be on opposite sides of whatever conflict, but you can't be like actual enemies in terms exactly. of relationship. Exactly, like it suddenly it turns into much more macro than a micro type of situation. Yeah, so it's like yeah, sure, we're not. It's not like people are shipping people are actively trying to kill each other. Like it's like you want the promise of them turning that into this like romantic passion. Right. I guess that would be the appeal, and I totally see that. So yeah, Catchador is the one that's like the headline for this right now but catcher also one of the headliners for childhood friends to couple which we didn't Absolutely. even mention yeah they're, they're, but you can't talk about catcher without talking about them being enemies like you just can't. i mean right. yeah i think that exactly. is like clearly the more prominent that one, is the, that is the part of that is the tragedy of the story yeah. that they care childhood so friends they two such, enemies two couple yeah to the point uh, that they are going to harm each other that's how far and they have they have you know exactly other. they do harm each other and that's what you're seeing and especially now that you know we know how it ends Seeing it from like that perspective makes it all sadder when you do see them harm each other, knowing how they feel about each other. And it's like how far this miscommunication goes. And it's like, it's really great. It's really great. The angst. I love it. 
Yeah, the, the, a, lot, a lot of angst. This Lots is the angst. angst. I mean, it if is. you want... Uh, Big angst. Hurt, hurt. What is the, the shipping hurt tag? Comfort. Hurt, hurt comfort. Oh, I yeah. some hurt I do not. You don't <laughs> no. even know. If, you, if you're someone who, sh- who actively searches out the hurt comfort tag on AO3, I, you might you might like enemies to cut. You yeah, know. that might be something <laughs> you're into. I do love me some hurt comfort. <laughs> Uh, yeah, can we do those jokes for them? Um, but yeah, so this, this, these are all these uh, enemy associations. There's, I mean, not a lot. There's probably not a ton of ships where people are actively as super enemies like Catradora. So personally, the the when I when I'm go, we're going through preparing for this podcast, I'm like, okay, here's the one I don't like: enemies couple. I don't like Catradora. But then I'm like, oh, I'm listening out all the Ghibli ships. But oh, wait. Okay. You love those. Here's the two most prominent Ghibli ships. You might classify them as enemies to couple. I feel like this is really interesting. Chihiro and Haku from Spirited Away. Um, mm-hmm. Initially, uh, Haku is the uh, servant of the the villain, um, and Chihiro is like actively working against her, and so they are kind of in and uh, in opposition. And from Chihiro's perspective, this is like the appeal. It's like, oh, it's the 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 cute boy who's like the enemy. Like it's like she's like the the Catchador shipper, and it's like Haku. Yeah, so they they become friends. So they're kind of like enemies to quick friends to couple um and are they really even a couple it's more of just like a kind of romantic ending um but uh yeah i think that totally has at least that that feel to it chihiro and haku and then um another one that totally, one. uh princess mononoke ashitaka and san have uh the straight up have, tries to kill him just devil, in terms of the trying to kill each other there you go ashitaka and san you know our uh ashitaka i would say actively tries to not be enemies with with san whereas she uh Full right, out is she, like she's trying to be enemies yeah. with with him, and she's like, "I'm going to kill you right now." He he he's trying to be a mediator in a conflict nope. between San and another side. So, um, did you add this? I mean, that okay. How many times have you seen like a redrawn recreation of their oh, no, no, cute? No, 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 I, agree yeah, so, I was going to say that. I was ex- I was going to say that. Like you have seen every enemies to couple thing you have ever shipped ever in your life in this in the redraw. Yeah, so when when uh, <laughs> like, Ashitaka me- Ashitaka meets movie, San, she is. is uh, yeah. Yeah, Ashitaka sees San uh, spitting out, uh, sucking and spitting out blood from one of her uh, wolf parents and uh, is instantly smitten with her in one of the all-time great scenes ever. Um, it's just the all-time iconic visual, and it's, like, uh, incredible that that is what gets Ashitaka to fall in love with, with San. Um, <laughs> and then there's also the redraw of when she's trying to stab him. Yes, that's another iconic one too. But yeah, that's true. So the thing is, like, I'm like, oh, I don't like Catcher because they're trying to kill each other. Well, I kind of do like Ashitaka and San, and she tries to kill him. So uh, maybe I'm a little bit of a hypocrite here. I don't know. I think it's. Like... <laughs> I'm really, ex- I'm really happy for this journey that you went on inside yourself. It's great. <laughs> Look, I, I hit the thing is, I'm not like, I'm not like a huge Ashitaka San. I'm not like reading fanfic right. and stuff, you know. Right. But I appreciate it watching this movie. I told so that's why I can like, I can totally appreciate this, even if like, it's, it's not something thing. I'm searching out fix for. Um, so yeah, I, I thought like, um, so the thing is, if you think of enemies to couple, here's another point I wanted to make as like this recent trends because of Cachadora and maybe Illumity has like a rivals aspect, not traditional enemies, but, um, there's, there's like, uh, recent, uh, recently in animation, this seems to be a bigger thing and seems like it might continue. Actually, Ghibli was doing this like, and, and, and I've been trying to argue Spirited Away, Princess Mononoke, along with Nausicaa. Two of the all-time influential animation pieces mm-hmm. that are so influential on everything. Maybe the reason that we're seeing so many enemies couple now is that the people who grew up on yes, uh, Chihiro definitely. and Haku and Ashitaka mm-hmm. and San are now creating their own properties, right. and they saw that the these enemies to couple relationships. I also have were another theory. Iconic ones. They yeah. were all Zatara shippers. And Zutara, I think I know. I do think that would be another one. Like I think it's though. legit. Like I really do yeah. think it's legit. I think Zutara shippers are now creating stuff, and that's that's, that's why we're seeing stuff. And yeah. I also say like enemies to couples, like even outside of animation, like you mentioned Romeo and Juliet. You there, it's a very it's 
tried and Raylo. true. You see Raylo that Raylo happened, you know, like you see it in a lot of different in older forms of, of, of in older movies. Like you see this kind of like, you know, this, this is a tension that it's not it's like it, it didn't start and end with with it didn't start with like one and okay or something. This is something we've seen for centuries. Um, so if you say Raylo, I'm just like that. That's a fan and ship, right? I just blocked out the ending. So no, yeah, unfortunately, it's <laughs> not a fan. I, 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 I can't even remember what happened. I know. Okay. I went through this entire time we were talking. I was just going <gasps> Raylo, and then I was mad about it. So it's okay. So, um, but yeah. So it's a people like yeah. this, this this archetype this is this thing. is a huge one yeah it's an all-time iconic one yeah. um okay let's talk about uh upcoming movie hasn't even came out yet raya and the yeah, last dragon this. Like, <laughs> because there's a tra- there's a long-form raya trailer that came out we're recording this uh february 8th and uh uh, instantly, Twitter is blowing up with Rhea and Namari uh, fan art as uh, we see Rhea and Namari is the pr- we don't know anything. It hasn't came out yet. The, the, the Presumably the person she's opposing. Um, and we potentially also saw that they're childhood friends, maybe. So this like, might oh, be another Cachadora situation. Like they were already shipping it. And then we were like, they're friends. Like they were they grew up together. And we're like, oh, my God, super shipping this. Yeah, so we're about to see one of uh is has Disney had enemies to couple before in the Disney Princess canon? Um, tangled, maybe, sort of. Tangled, tangled kind of like a rival. Yeah, like that's, that's a yeah. Enemies to couple, like I mean, we've had a couple to enemies in Frozen. Like yes, a backwards one, yeah, you know, that, like a flip a it around. One, yeah. Yeah, with, yeah. With Hans. Hans and Anna oh, were right. a thing, okay. but then he like, comes What are you the talking enemy? about? No, you're right. It's because I blocked yeah. him out because he sucks. Okay. Sorry. Well, that's <laughs> the point. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hate him so much. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, uh, so we'll see what Rhea and Namari. Uh, any other Rhea thoughts while we're on the, the topic? Oh, I'm so pumped and it's going to be so good. Well, and- you know. Well, yeah, sorry. Keep going. Sorry. Well, I just wanted to say something I'm excited about with Rhea and with, since we've talked about Disney throughout this is that we're going to have an older like main character as opposed to them always being like 14 so this is exciting yeah i'm not yeah how, how old is israel i mean i think we had like uh i think Anna she's elsa. i think she's maybe a little older than yeah or maybe the same elsa age as elsa. like yeah. late teens early 20s at least yeah. frozen yeah um but yeah I I, supposed to be a little younger speaking yeah. of you know speaking of doesn't doesn't the dragon have the same I eyes as you. Elsa. I hate you. Doesn't Beatrice I, you support- do the thing? She just, I just don't understand Disney. I don't. Is the dragon Sona of Elsa? Is I, that I what did, you're saying? I just, I did see the tweets that were like, "How did they do? How did they do Pixar mom face on a dragon?" And I was like, "You're not wrong." I just don't understand Disney. You have such talented people. You have so much money. Why can't you? Create? I think they want it to look like that, probably. I yeah. know that's exactly. But why would? Why? 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 I don't know why. I don't know. That's, okay, that's well, I'll have to. I'll have to you, you spoiled us on this take before the podcast, but yeah. I don't like the I thought of the Elsa dragon. I don't take. like it. I thought everyone just <laughs> agreed. No, that I, I saw all the stuff that they were like, "How did they like mess up the dra- like do the whole like Pixar syndrome with the dragon face?" But okay, so we'll see. Yeah, Raya, Raya looks great. We're, I'm we're pumped. Gonna, I'm so pumped for Raya, and then. The new tra- and I was already like I, I was already like I'm shipping them and they were like oh they grew up together and I was like oh boy I am in deep. Also, she's like yeah. bald. Like of course I love her. Like she's just she had to shave like an undercut or a bald or yeah something. I think her um, head shaved. I'm trying to half of her head shaved. Um, so good. Might be the whole, yeah. Um, but yeah, so we'll Not see if that's an actual. Myself, my wife is has currently she now has a, she she's already buzzed her hair but this is the second time she's buzzed her hair. It, it's just a thing. That's all I'm gonna say. 
Uh, we'd, we, we'd be surprised if this actually happened, right, Ray and Oh, Mari? absolutely shook. Okay, it would be, like, okay, if... Because like, uh, Disney uh, film is not still not done. As much so, as uh, Lumity is breaking barriers for Disney so television, we've not seen this from Disney film. Elsa to be gay. I don't want my hopes to get up, because I really thought she was going to be gay in Frozen 2. Like, I was ready. And then... But, like, we've had a little bit of gay here and there, and it is the year of our Lord 2021, and, like, Disney, just do it. Just please... Pull the yeah, we've, trigger. Had, we've had side characters. This would be a huge step. This would be a we've huge very step. Very minor side characters. But, but again, amazing. consider the fact that Disney TV went from nothing to Lumity. It yeah, is exactly. at least possible, but this I is a higher stakes property. We'll see. Yeah. I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to like get my hopes up. Am I going to ship them the whole time? Yes. Yeah. Might be, might be like an implied tension. I could see I that. will say I'm going to be super shook if it happens. Like I will be. It would, I mean, it's, it would also just be surprising if the actual villain, uh, like, ended up with the main character, even if right, it was, uh, even general, if it was man-woman. Yeah. Like, it would just, it would be, yeah, it would already be a little bit subversive. So, uh, we'll, we'll be seeing if Rhea and Amari is, is a thing. Um, oh, last one we had, uh, highlighted for Enemies to Couple. We had some talk about what to classify this as Lapidot from Steven Universe. Mm. Um, Lapis and Peridot, fa- ultimately a fanonship. Um, but, uh, one that is very the popular. Most, the most popular Steven Universe ship for most of its run. Um, really? as, uh, yeah uh yeah i would say definitely the most popular uh, we ultimately we ultimately go with uh peridot being asexual um kind of like not super uh, heavily implied on screen but uh definitely something they're intending to do um but yeah Lap- lapis and uh starts as a prisoner of peridot so that would be i guess an yeah, enemy's beginning for them i don't think like i think lapidot doesn't have an enemy's couple flavor but it acts as an enemy's couple beginning if that makes sense i would like, i think they may maybe more of a best friends to couple it's flavoring. more like they're so awkward that they're just they just like <laughs> it's weird kind of how they are yeah, yeah, they're 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 their own thing. They they they're kind, they kind of, of like, like an outcast couple. Like it's kind of mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah, I could see that. They like get married without being together, and they go live in a barn. Yeah, right? exactly. Like, that's <laughs> literally what happens. That's uh, yeah, interesting. And um, they have a farm. Okay, can like apparently having a farm is just going to be a ship now. Like, oh, they have a farm together. They're together. Like, come on. Like, also they have a dog. Like, come on. Yeah, they have a dog too. Like, so they're together. Dog, dog parents, if not, uh, yeah. if not actual couple. Yeah. Um, uh, Delaney, any uh, others for enemies or final thoughts here? Oh, so we can't talk about enemies to couple without talking about one of the biggest fanships ever: Kigo, Kim, and Shigo. <laughs> like, oh, Kigo! I heard Kyo. I was like, Kyo. Yeah, no. From so, Kim Possible. Impossible. Yeah, we got Kim and Shigo. Like, that's kind of like, that's a really basic, like, that's like, come on. Like, they literally, like, hand-to-hand combat every episode, and they're always, like, doing, like, sniffy remarks. Like, they're literally, like, the perfect couple to ship. Like, it's ridiculous. And then you also have, like, you find out more about Shigo's backstory. She's She actually was a superhero, and then, like, and then there's even one where, like, she there's, like, there's an episode where she turns good and, like, all this stuff. And she, like, teaches it because you find out that she wanted to be a school teacher and she ends up teaching at their high school. Like, it's a whole thing. Like, er, like come on. It's, it's the thing. And then I didn't ship them when I was younger because I was literally such a Ron Kim, like, stan. But, like, there's obviously an appeal, an appeal here. Nice, yeah. Maybe, maybe the uh, Rey and Namari of their time. Yes, absolutely, definitely. Okay. Like the, the blueprint, the original, the blueprint. Well, and then also like 
it's funny though because in a lot of people didn't watch season four of Kim Possible, but like there actually was a season after So the Drama, the last Kim Possible movie, and it follows Ron and Kim to graduation, and there's like a big fight, like it's ridiculous. Well, Draken and Shigo actually like become good, like they kind of like they have to to save the world, and then Draken and Shigo get together, which is like terrible, but like. So there was, you did have the flip. Like, they did become good guys. Interesting. Yeah, but they also, you, you had to tell me about Draken and Shigo. Yeah, you're welcome. Right. Sorry. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. <sighs> you're welcome. Uh, shiver me timbers. <laughs> I hate you. Did you really have, you already used that one. That's Well, bad. I'm using it again because I'm just Who knows? so Who knows? You're so shivered. That the represents so shivered. Uh, her emotions right now, yeah. Is uh, that how that works? Okay, uh, Beatrice, you mentioned the <laughs> trap deck earlier. Oh, yeah. But I mean, I want to first talk about Kigo just simply to say like that I shipped I, you know, I wasn't on the Kim and Ron ship and I didn't know what shipping was when I was like nine, ten years old, but I loved them and I didn't realize I was shipping them as I was watching the show. I didn't know, understand yeah, why. When I was shipping time. Ron Kim, I didn't have an understanding of shipping. Yeah. yeah. So I wasn't, I didn't even realize that was even a possibility. And then I was like, Oh, that's why I loved them so much. That's why I found Ron so annoying. Like, go eat your nacho. Let the girls fight. Jesus. Yeah, yeah right. Yes, exactly. Um, is basically how Let I felt the throughout the entirety yes. of that show. Um, yeah, no, I'd be like, Draken, shut up. I just want to watch Kimmy. She go fight. Um, but yeah, um, and Trap Deck. They're, they're great. I love them because um, I think it, it was... I just loved how, like, you know, I love the evil mastermind who thinks they're amazing. And then you have the actual super smart one who's actually amazing being like, yeah, you're great. So you, you know what I mean? Like, but, 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 but that's literally Draken and Shigo. Yeah, that's yeah, what it sounded like to me when you mentioned it. Like, it just didn't work for me because I had her with Kim. It's like you're saying... Oh, no, no, I agree with you. I'm just messing with you. It's It didn't work. That didn't work. Maybe it's also because, like, I don't know. Draken, oh, Kim I, Shigo is way better than Shigo Draken, oh. like, obviously. And I mean, Shigo actually shows interest in yes. in in yes. him, and like in much more of a fashion. I didn't watch oh, yeah. the fourth season of Kim Possible, so I never saw them actually showing interest in each other. Whereas with them, like with Entrapped Deck, I actually knew it was coming. I was like, they're planting the seeds; it's happening. And then when it happened, and no one believed me, and I was like, it's no happening. one believed me. Like I nice. am the yeah, captain it ha- it of that happened. ship. Yeah, you I are mean, the Entrapped Deck captain. Let's way better let's than Shigo Dragon. <laughs> Let's set sail. Um, oh and uh, last ones I wanted to mention: uh, Dipper and Pacifica from oh, Gravity Falls. Uh, what I was, yeah, my fave fan, and ultimately it's, it kind of happens in the, co- in the comic like, after the fact. But, Dylan, this um, is like your ship. Like this was like you. It was just you and like five other people on this boat. No, the other people are into this, but I was very into it. Yeah, Dipper and Pacifica, yeah, enemy, enemies, I guess, kind of rivals, enemies. Yeah, I um, thought they were going to happen. Like I felt it. I know it could have happened. Could have. That's why we're doing Lumity now, though. That's why we started Lumity off where they were because of Which, that's good. I agree. They Dipsifica walks, so Lumity could run, et cetera, et cetera. Um, uh, I know something else I thought I was thinking about. You guys can tell me whether you agree. My two original ships, my Nick.com forums when I was like ten, mm-hmm. posting on the Nick.com forums. Uh, Jimmy Neutron. Uh, uh, let's do Jim, Jimmy, Jimmy and Cindy. Um, yes, from Jimmy Neutron. Yeah, Cindy the blonde. And, yeah, yeah. Okay. enemies, ri- rivals. You know, not oh my god, opposite. I ship them so hard. I, sh- I I ship them so hard, and then fairly odd parents, uh, Timmy and Trixie Tang. Um, I think that's they're her. super um, meat cute. I also shipped them. 
I, I, are those kind of? Those are both enemies, kind of. Um, well, Trixie. Like, what, well, Trixie uh, how was Trixie his enemy? Trixie wasn't his enemy. Trixie was just way out of his league because yeah. she was like yeah. in a completely different social yeah. circle. They're both like not. I mean, Jimmy and Cindy are more antagonistic. Oh, Jimmy and Cindy like hate yeah. each other. Oh yeah. my god, the Jimmy. I feel like oh. they're more rivals though. No, I'm just thinking about yeah, I mean, the. It's not a war or anything, but I'm just thinking about the Jimmy Cindy episode where they have to keep like when they like got mixed up and they have to like pick the traits. And like, yeah, there's also the Jim, Jimmy Cindy when they're on a deserted island. That's oh, yeah. iconic. So good. I, don't oh, know, I, I just I remember them. that even though I don't. Yeah, that was, I sold to Jimmy Cindy for that. Yeah, it kind of it could be seen as a rival. So let's talk about rivals to couple. It's definitely rivals. Um, because uh, we have a, a few here, but uh, rivals, we talked about it uh, being maybe less on opposite sides, more just competing with each other, maybe in a school setting. Um, mm. to the de- Definitely the one that stood out to me was uh, Akko and Diana yeah. from Little Witch Academia, um, which uh, for about the half Lumity, the season yes. at least there. This is the Lumity uh, comparison, yeah. Except yeah. they're rivals for a little bit longer. Yeah, they're they rivals for a very for much, much longer. So that's why, like, if... if if you had if Dylan you had made the argument that you made for Lumity being not rivals with them, I would I, with Akko and Diana, I would have been like, no way, they're totally rivals. But. Yeah, I mean, I think Diana, they're definitely right from Diana's perspective, but for Akko, you know, is is a little bit lose like in trying to be friends. Uh, yeah, she's trying maybe. to be friends, but she's also like, I'm gonna prove you wrong. I'm gonna be a great witch, you know. She's yeah, also has yeah. that kind of. She's trying to prove her prove like she's proving her worth to her rival, and it's like, why do you care so much about what she thinks, Akko? Tell me. Gay. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 good. You love it, Delaney. And uh, yeah, so this is this is like to me now the new modern preeminent rivals uh, to couple one. Yeah. Um, yeah, Delaney, you also wanted to mention Hiccup and Astrid uh, oh, from yeah. How to Train Your Dragon. Yes, from How to Train Your Dragon. Oh my god, this is another one of my like OG ships. Oh my god, I was like super down to Train Your Dragon. It's really embarrassing. So um, many many of us were. It's so good. So. Hiccup and Astrid are, like, very much quintessential rivals to couple because Astrid is supposed to be, like, the best Viking. And then Hiccup, because he ends up befriending a dragon and knows how to, like, he does, like, dragon magic, basically. And then Astrid's like, what the heck? You're cheating. And then they go on the super romantic, like, dragon ride. So good. Ugh. I super ship Hickstrid. I read a lot of fanfiction, like a lot. That was a big. That was a big one when we were younger. Hickstrid. It was a big one. Big, well, big, big ship. I watched it in Spanish class. Because I didn't watch it when it came out because I thought, because the trailers made How to Train Your Dragon look stupid. And then I watched the movie and I was like, this is the best movie ever. I haven't seen the third one yet because the second one broke me. But like, how, how does this correlate with Spanish? Oh, we would just watch uh, movies <laughs> and with Spanish subtitles. That's it. <laughs> Not That's even all. the dub. Not Come even on, the dub. Spanish yeah. teacher. No, no absolutely. That's a, just, yeah. I mean, that's just uh, school no, no, no. is turning. This was literally just class. to make like make us like be good on fridays that's that's it <laughs> after we finish a unit uh we watched this we watched tangled but we didn't finish it and then, which is why i've never seen tangled and then for, for me the finding nemo is the one they just put on over and over oh in, we also in classes watched in school nemo. yeah finding not nemo in spanish but in any oh my god yeah, that's that when they played every time we would watch oh, yeah. selena and we wouldn't finish it until finally my senior year <laughs> my teacher was going to oh, be out and I'll watch Selena and I was like can you please start it from the middle and he was like why and my entire class was like we've never finished it like, I've never, I had never seen the end of that the class like, late is shorter than the movie yeah, that's a yeah I was like yeah. bro <laughs> like I've never seen the end of this movie okay 
Um, and for the only thing for rivals is that we talked about this one, I think several times as like a subset, a subcategory for others. Oh, so we were thinking mm-hmm. like, is rivals a couple more of a flavor or more of a secondary characteristic mm-hmm. first than something that frequently happens in ships? We only really had two major ones that we listed here, um, that were like true rivals to couple. Um, so in, in that regard, is this a very under, underused archetype? I, th- I feel like yes. we could see a lot more of this. Yes. Um, and I would also say, I, I think a lot so. of, I think also that there are a lot of very popular, I think, rivals to couples ships that aren't canon. Yeah, I think that's yeah. why maybe they don't come to mind immediately. Like, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't, I'm not familiar with the, like, for me, when I think rivals, I also think like Gary and Ash. And I'm like, is that a couple in the Pokemon fandom? I don't know. <laughs> but, um, and then I, I know, I'm thinking, I know Naruto and Sasuke were like a thing and they were enemies at one point, Losing I think. But, you know. Oh, yeah. We probably should have mentioned Naruto ships, but I don't. Okay, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not familiar enough with them to to know. But I know that yeah. they were a big ship, and I feel like they could definitely. At one point, they did. They might have been rivals. So, like, there are a lot of ships that maybe just don't come to mind because. Yeah, it is probably a lot of fan and ships, you're right. Yeah, so I feel I feel like if I were, like, gonna do uh, Enemies to Couple, if I were making something, I would do it as a Rivals, like, and because also, like, school settings. It doesn't have to be school. Oh, my but, God, like, okay, so me and Dylan compete. would write this, like, school, like, it'd be, like, yeah. really better. No, yeah, no, my, I, yeah, Ruby, but no plot, like, just... Yeah, the, Ruby, yeah, no yeah. plot. That's, that's my, no, that's what I want to do, honestly. It's just school. Yeah, no, and it would be, you could do a great rival. Oh my god, it'd be um, a slice yeah. of life. Yes, slice of life, yes, okay, yes. Here. All right, we're gonna work But honestly, this. though, out of all these ones we've talked about, I think Rivals Couple stands out as the one that hasn't been utilized in the in the canon quite yeah. as much as... Um, yeah, I agree with that. As it could be, yeah, that's, that'd be cool to see more of. Uh, we mentioned Opposites Attract uh, as another archetype we came up, not in the same vein as these other ones, but this is something you hear a lot. Like, uh, these, these characters are opposites, opposites attract. It's something you hear in real life romance, too. Like, should you go, go for someone who is, is dissimilar to you? I think it's BS. Um, uh, yeah, I would, I, I am on that side as well, but there's many a people who believe in, in the, 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 the properties of the opposites attract. And this is, to me, Zutara, like, uh, in the Avatar fandom, like, uh, Zuko and Katara was the one you always heard, like, opposites attract, opposites also, attract. Also, literally, so. it was just fire and water. Like, that was literally the only the basis opposite for element. that shit. Right. I mean, I do, I do think they are uh, somewhat dissimilar people, but they also have some similarities. Well, like, I definitely I'd, think, for me, the biggest argument for Zatara, which I could agree with, was when they, um, was when Zuko and Katara go to confront, um, the, the murderer, like the person who yeah. killed Katara's they, they, mom. Yeah, in that episode, they're much more similar than Katara Dang. So yeah. I think there, there's some arguments for them being more similar in that regard. But yeah, um, just two characters that are like opposite personality from each other. Some other ones I thought I thought of Ruby and Sapphire from Steven Universe. Right, so, um, babies. Act- act- those are like uh, kind of like our archetypal alien characters, mm-hmm. and those are like yeah. opposite kind of archetype personalities. Yeah. Um, at least what they start out as, I think they develop into more complex. Uh, probably more, a little bit more similar people. I thought of Wally and Eva from Wally. God, um, I love Wally. Yes, Wally, you know, Eva being the oh, hardened, uh, you know, battle one and Wally being the soft, uh, kind of more sensitive one. I definitely um, ship those robots. Oh, yeah. Gotta ship those That robots. movie makes me cry. I cry every time I watch Wally. Yes. And then we mentioned Bubbling. Uh, Bubbling, not an easy ship to characterize. I, no. I would say it definitely has opposites attract qualities to it, um, as their uh, Princess Bubblegum, Marceline, and Adventure Time are pretty different people. 
Um, bubbling also, I think, uh, very, uh, not similar to the rest of animation ships as it's presented as like, uh, I, I describe it as former flames reconnecting mm-hmm. people who used to be together now kind of like reconnecting with each other. Um, that's the context we see them in, in the show, although they have, uh, were probably some sort of like traditional couple to start with. Yeah. Um, as we, as we kind of saw in the recent special. Yeah. But, uh. But bubbling, when you when you think of ships like uh, we've characterized all these like ton ton of very uh, prominent animation ships, and then you think of bubbling, it's very different from the rest. I so mean, I think if you think about it, in the show, also like it's crazy. Show, like yeah. in the show, in the show, like they only had like seven minutes of screen time total, or something. Like their their interactions were like much smaller in comparison to until, like, until the end of the series but for, a for while, sure probably. but for a while like them interacting together like it wasn't like a lot it wasn't like it's like you had to watch like entire seasons worth to really understand and what basically mm. i'm saying is they were very effective with the time they spent on them um yeah. but uh yeah they're they're an interesting couple yeah yeah, and then one Love one bo- probably born out of uh, limitations in presenting queer couples, and also just they they because of that they presented in a really different way, which I think was really interesting. Yeah, um, uh, Beatrice, you'd uh, others to mention for opposites attract. Oh yeah, well, um, just Sailor Neptune and Sailor Uranus are great. Um, for those who know, they know. Um, and then there's another one, another for those who know, they know. Um, Kiradi and Sayaka from Kakaguduri, who are just if you love like. Two people who just don't understand each other, but are just fascinated by each other. They're great. It's so, they're so good. I will say my wife loves Sailor Moon, and that's the only reason I know anything about Sailor Neptune and Sailor Uranus. Love that. Nice, nice. Um, I think for, for characterizing opposites attract, it's harder to do it than these other ones because it's more of like a concept than a yeah fledged, fledged out yeah. archetype. It's more of just like a quality of two people. Yeah, and it's also uh, like, I feel yeah. like it's, there's an extent to the oppositeness. Mm-hmm. It's not that yeah. they're complete, there has to be there. It's not like they're complete opposites. You know what I mean? I, don't, I have yet to see a, 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 a like two people that are just complete opposites. Yeah, I think I think the, we we have two here. Probably the closest you can get Ruby and Sapphire and Wally Eva is like they're robots that are different opposite models. Like that's probably the closest you yeah. can get. And even then, once once they get personalities, you know, they start to to become more similar this is also very loosely like you can say like physically it just if they physically look different you're like look opposites attract like um look this 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 like i don't know this girl's like really buff and this guy is like like a, a slow poke like look at them like they're so different you can't but they're pick slow poke. i don't know that's just the first <laughs> word that so came funny. to mind yeah um, I, th- I think i think the, the appeal being maybe the different the 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 striking difference in personality and appearance um i think this is it can be very appealing to people yeah, so, again it's like other ways of tension forming it's like oh they're so different yeah. there's, uh, there's a lot of tension there. like i'll say like the, the not to like the kirari and sayaka are the only yeah. like couple for me that i've like experienced that under the opposites attract category that actually that there's substance to that archetype specifically other times it feels like a little bit superficial, that label, the opposites attract. Yeah, that's uh, fair. Yeah. I can see that. I feel like, if anything, the label is overused rather than right. the, the ship. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like yeah. Zatara, honestly, isn't really opposites attract because they're actually. Now that we're breaking it down, extremely kind of, similar. Yeah. Like, they're actually. Yeah, honestly. Like, character, like, personality wise, they're very similar characters. It's just that one's water and one's fire. That's yeah, that's literally like, it. Those are, I those are opposites. Yeah, yeah everyone's just like, oh, who got? I'm like, it's literally just their elements. They're actually extremely similar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, that's why the... it can be very 
It could be used like av- that. Right? Avatar shipping. And they kind of go, okay. and they actually they kind of go on similar journeys as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know we were going to get into that. It's interesting stuff from Delaney. Um, I know because I absolutely hate. I didn't, ex- I didn't expect it. I didn't expect it. Doesn't sound like it from your analysis. I'm just um, okay. Dylan, do not uh, start this with me. No, I'm not starting. We're move- we're closing things out here with some. Have- After as soon as the pod's over, I'm just going to like start screaming at Dylan. No, you'll for you'll forgotten because we have more <laughs> we have interesting things to close out on. Hopefully, hopefully. Um, quick hits ten things here. Uh, other archetypes uh, ranging from concepts to more fledged out archetypes. How about a love triangle? Um, that here's the thing. We're like, oh, love triangle, so overused, right? But they're uh, never actually love triangles. Hard, hard to actually name many love triangles in yeah. animation. The the big one we thought of was Korra, Mako, and Bolin in book one of Legend of Korra, right. presented as a as a love triangle. And then you could argue Makora and Korasami later in the show have love triangle aspects, right. uh, although they don't really overlap in their in their feelings. Like, yeah. um, they're just like bye. But yeah, I mean, I think like, you know, you get the Twilight love triangle, right? But it actually hasn't happened that much in animation. Wasn't um, there, weren't there like, maybe maybe it's on occasion, because you guys mentioned in Star in Star versus like, at one oh, point, they're, one of them felt one way for the other, and then no, another point, Star? They, maybe? Yeah, you could argue Star, Marco, and Tom as a Okay, they're absolutely a love triangle, because Tom... And uh, Marco are it's in a, love with each other. <laughs> all, uh, it's a, a recycling symbol love triangle because yeah, Marco and Tom also yeah. yeah. So <laughs> like, I think they're they're. I actually think they're more of a love triangle than Cora, Marco, and Bolin. Yeah, I mean, it was like a secondary aspect than the, of the larger best friends couple. Whereas Marco, I feel like in Cora book one, it has the love triangle flavor overtly. You know, if it, well, they play I mean, it really up. Cor- they play it up, they play it up. like really Cora and Bullen. There's like one or two episodes of Cora Bullen material, but uh, it, it's just it feels like it when you're watching. Um, well, they make yeah, it I, so I, like. First season of Korra is just drama, 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 drama. Yeah, drama. it's the drama. I think love triangle associated with drama. Yeah, hot take. Uh, I would like to see a really well done love triangle in an animated show. I feel like we haven't really seen it. I have literally only experienced one good love triangle in like, and so of course, okay, there are very common. Oh, by the way, love triangle. Oh yeah, love triangle. Fruits basket, right? Beatrice? Yeah, that's a, that's definitely one that like, and there's definitely elements of like, will they, won't they, who's she going to pick? Fruits basket, absolutely. Has love triangle elements. I I guess a Western animation. Probably there's a few more in anime. Um, yeah, anime. There's common, commonly at least in the shoujo anime. There's there is a common one where you have the one girl who's in between two guys. Like Skip Beat mm. is another one that comes to mind for me. Um, so uh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, we want to mention Red String of Fate, which is a very anime archetype. A we we mentioned like Destiny. Um, yeah, I call the, I, I I when I first wrote it down, I wrote down soulmates type. Situation. Soulmates, yeah. In in anime, this is manifested by the symbol of the Red String of Fate, which is uh, I get, it, probably not like a, a a Western thing, so not super right. familiar to us, I guess. But it's just literally just a red string. I'm only two familiar people. of it with it because of fanfic. Yeah, yeah, you'll get fanfic a lot with this. The big, big one, uh, Taki and uh, Mitsuha from Your Name. Right. Uh, one of the most prominent animation ships in recent memory. Um, to- hugely popular, hugely mm-hmm. popular movie. Uh, you could argue them for, I guess, if you, but they have a very weird framed relationship, right? So I guess like a de- soulmates type, registering a fate type. I mean, they're literally registering a fate in the movie. Yeah. Um, so I think that's probably where you put them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, there's also Tuxedo Mask and Sailor Moon. Because, you know, past lives, they keep meeting again. They keep falling for each other no matter how many times 
someone hits the reset button. So um, it's I, I'm just I was the one who like wrote this thing down, and I was it's interesting because some people like hate the idea of like two people coming to like two people destined to be free with each other because then it's like removes this kind of like freedom and choice and all that but then some people love it you know they love the idea of find of that one person who's meant to be with you right um that they will find you no matter what happens or if they don't it's like the biggest tragedy not Um, animated but i really liked that in hancock i don't think i've ever seen hancock but that's like that's that is fun because you wouldn't think it because Hancock's like the jerk superhero movie with Will Smith in it. Mm-hmm. But that's actually that that's actually in the movie. Like it's actually like I was like, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, oh, I was like, um, is that all right? Cool. Nice. You know, it's in that movie. It's really good, actually. Oh, like, I've heard it's actually, that's a really good movie, but I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, that's, I, actually, I think I've, not. I don't want to like. I mean, the movie's been out forever, so spoilers yeah. for Hancock. But like you, um, like what actually like spurs the movie? Like the reason Hancock is the way he is is because. And, like, she runs into her and she's like, no, I'm trying to have a normal life because she actually has a family and stuff. But they that's them. Like, they always wake up and, like, they, like, fall in love. And, like, that's, like, their whole thing. Wow. The See, thing there's something great. about that. There's something about that. So, like. Yeah. No, it's good. I really liked yeah. it. So, yeah. Uh, wow. That sounds, sounds like Palm Springs' recent movie. Um, so, uh, yeah. So, uh, I think you summarized it well, Beatrice, with, like, the pros and cons of the the destined to be with each other. Um, another one we have, uh, and like a, a not healthy relationship. You just call this bad for each other. Maybe, um, you could call this a toxic relationship. Um, but that's more of a, like a, a characterization you might yeah. make, but maybe a relationship that's presented as purposefully people that are bad for each other. Yeah. Um, so one I thought uh, that might apply here, uh, don't, uh, flame me too hard. Uh, Pearl and Rose from Steven Universe. Um, I would argue not that you shouldn't ship it or that they're not really cute at times, but I would argue the show ultimately is presenting them kind of as not good for each other. Um, at least Rose well, towards I think, Pearl. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say ultimately it's that it was bad for Pearl. Bad for Pearl. Yeah. yeah. I think that's probably what the show's intent is. Um, we, we mentioned Makora. I think the show, I, I would argue, again, don't, you know, n- n- people who ship it might be upset, but I think ultimately the show is, shows them arguing and not yeah. being a good relationship. I think, uh, I think, and, and I think it's valid to show like relationships that are. Yeah. Like season oh, two, oh. like they're not good. <laughs> like, yeah. And season two probably specifically. It's, I think it's, it's interesting showing relationships that are ultimately not good for at least one of the characters. Which I think not that's right good, especially in like children's animation. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think the problem a lot of times that comes with like these type of bad for each other and healthy couples is that sometimes and you don't usually see this as often in children's anim- animation, you see it more in, with adult media, but it's you they tend to sometimes it is romanticized. And it's seen yeah. as like the ideal. And that's why it's like, a lot of times like this type of characteristic, I tend to not really like because it's like because it's being portrayed because of how it's being portrayed it's off- often like through the context of like aren't they so romantic aren't they so good for each like, other like not yeah, good for like, each other but like aren't they like what you should strive to seek and love yeah. It's, yeah it's bad for you but it's like but that's what makes it so good and it's like no you like, should yeah you should, no that's you know. that's a real thing yeah, i agree like, with that yeah. Uh, another example, uh, like uh, and this is something that my me and my wife have talked about is that like growing up you watch a lot and like. Me and my wife don't fight. Like, we don't really, you know, we might disagree on things, but like, that's something I think that media has done a really bad job of is normalizing like argument. Like, obviously, you can argue, but like, you know what I mean? Like, fighting. Yeah, but like, and, like really like, uh, like intense rom- arguments. Yeah, like, yeah, I do think that is normalized in yeah, media. They, yeah, they've yeah, romanticized, romanticized maybe. Or like, 
something's wrong if you don't fight. Like you hear that a lot. Like people are like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, no, my wife and I don't fight because we talk to each other. <laughs> like, right, right. For sure. Um, and saying that, uh, the one time that this really, this ship, the ship that really worked for me that falls under the, under this is like from Utena. It's Judy and Shiori from there. They're so bad for each other. And it's just so sad to watch because all you want is Judy to be happy. But also like, she loves Shiori so freaking much. And you're just like, oh, I can't hate you for it. But oh, I want so much. I want you to be happy. And that means being with her. But that's bad for you. And it's so painful. But it's so great to watch and experience. Just throwing that out. Nice. Okay. Yeah. I, and I'm sure there's some others we could classify under this one as well. That'd be interesting to get into. Yeah. Um, but last last one I wanted to mention, and uh, is that we've we talked about uh two two person relationships yeah. uh up to this point as that is very much the societal kind of standard that's presented but how about po- polyamorous relationships um i i did i did eventually think of two very minor ones that have present be presented recently in animation uh fluorite in steven universe one of the off colors is a fusion oh, of six yeah, gems fluorite. so that would be a, a six person relationship in the uh mm-hmm. fusion to relationship kind of uh, metaphor and then in bojack we have an explicit one with uh, holly hawk uh has uh, a bunch of dads that are uh, seen a few times. Um, so we have gotten, uh, at least, you know, from two of our most progressive shows, um, minor depictions of polyamorous relationships, but there really have not been, uh, a ton of them as this is not as been as, it hasn't been as normalized by, uh, society. Um, maybe one, one you could argue maybe the crystal gems in general in Steven Universe, yeah. um, mm-hmm. as, as a big polyamorous relationship. I think that that is something that you could look as the end of the show as them all kind of being together in some fashion. I mean, they all kind of fuse together in different combinations. Um, so I, I think that's and pretty of course interesting. Alexandrite. Like, yeah. And then there are, there are like three, three person ships. Uh, yeah. There's Alexandrite itself. Um, and then how about like har- harem, uh, anime? Um, not, uh, depiction of polyamorous relationships usually but i think it's interesting to think about harem anime being there's one main character there's a bunch of different love interests like a love triangle times whatever times 10 mm-hmm. um, there's just a bunch of different re- and then the main character goes on arcs getting to know each of the the, the different ones like that's its own archetype a harem uh, mm-hmm. a harem one but then you know there's like the harem ending when the main character ends up with all of them that's a little bit uh, not again not exactly like a traditional polyamorous relationship but could be that um, as, as that, we, uh, I was going to mention Clanad earlier and we wanted to mention it here in the harem section as Clanad uh, is a harem anime. And then in the second season goes to being, uh, a traditional, uh, more of a traditional relationship that's, mm-hmm. that's played out, um, which is, which w- was really interesting. Yeah. I have seen a lot more of, granted, this also just might be a, something as I've gotten older and become more aware like, um, like there were a lot of, uh, people, sh- like obviously shipping, like these, there aren't any canon ones aside from the. Uh, two that you mentioned you know with uh like the best friend squad and uh shira like having yeah, like, ship it, shipping all of them yeah the, like the glimmer like because yeah. i actually really like like i mean there's you know there's technicalities with like people's sexualities but like you know you have glimmer like glimmer bow and adora or like glimmer bow <laughs> adora and katra like i think they're yeah fun. I love that. that there's also Catra, OT. Adora, and Glimmer. Like, there's some great ones. Yeah, like, you hear about those as OT4, OT3. Yeah, mm-hmm, right. Yeah, which which I think are not traditionally seen uh, more of like a, in a in in a silly manner than as like a serious uh, polyamorous and I, relationship. I definitely don't think they're like 
I mean, obviously, there are some people who ship it, and you know, yeah, they're I think people do legitimately ship them. Is that, and then there's people yeah. that are, that don't. Right. Yeah, um, but we, yeah, it would be wonderful to see a uh, a, a well defined, like actually explicit, tr- yes, uh, prominent uh, polyamorous relationship in modern animation or anything or anything. I mean, period. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, wanted to mention that last because, you know, relationship doesn't necessarily just mean two people. So we, uh, we're talking about two-person ships mostly. All of these could apply in some fashion to polyamorous relationships. It's well. interesting that you said fluorite because, like, you know, that's a really obvious one. But then, like, we never see fluorite um, unfused. Yeah, I think I, I, I Googled fluorite and I saw, like, an image. But I feel like it's, like, a two-second image, right? Like, that right. you see them unfused for, like, yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's the, it, we see the depiction of the relationship. Right. Um, but in its own Steven University fashion. Yeah. Okay, Delaney, um, wrapping up here, uh, any overall thoughts on, uh, it could be from the last type of things we discussed, or what are your, your, your what, what's on your mind in terms of what you're taking away from our discussion here? Um, I'm definitely still, I think, a real sucker for best friends to couple. But like, all of these, like, there are, I mean, and there there were ships that I like in every single one of these archetypes. So, like, you know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like Beatrice copping out every time. <laughs> like, it depends. But, like, it does. And I think, also, I think it's just fun to do archetypes. Like, I, there's been a kind of a resurgence on Twitter of being like, oh, my favorite archetypes. And some yeah. of them are just stupid. Like, they're just joke ones. But, like, I think they're really fun. And me and my wife, like, send them to each other. And I just, like, it's just fun. Yeah, there's a lot of you. You'll hear a lot about like maybe like opposites attract characterizations, like the dumb one and yeah. the smart one, or like the you know like stuff like that. Like those are all like kind of archetypes too. Yeah. Um, and we, I mean, like we we're, we went two hours here. We could go even longer with shipping a lot forever. More shipping, right? yeah. So, um, this was the short version. Uh, yeah, Beatrice, what are, what are your uh, end thoughts here? <clears throat> I I arg matey I I got. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah everything that was said has been said and i agree with it and um it's fun i think uh i just you know guys shipping's fun the moment's not step away take a take a walk and then go back to having fun um yes yeah Yeah. good advice yeah always oh yeah always don't take too seriously years like Um, i'm finally chill about zatara but like yeah, we with, with we've went out of the avatar shipping wars, but um, yeah, no, I was I was happy with how much there was to talk about all this. I mean, I'm someone who always wants to talk about shipping when yeah, we're talking about any show. It's the most show. important thing ever. Um, I feel very validated that there's so much to talk about about <laughs> yeah, uh, all the important. shipping stuff here. Uh, be, honestly, it's 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 just so interesting, and a lot of it, I do think, a takeaway is like a lot of this is things we most frequently only see in fanon that fans are yeah. shipping. We're yeah. starting to see more of that in actual shows with more enemies uh, type relationships. Um, I think bringing in more things that people you uh, creators grow up writing fanfics about, bringing bringing that into your show. Don't you don't have to do traditional relationships. I think that that is um, uh, only enriches the types of uh, types of relationships that we see depicted in media. Yeah. So I, I think I, I mean I think we're going to see even more of this as the internet age uh, continues, and, and we I see think... people making shows that grew up uh, on, on the internet, and uh, hoping to see even more variety of relationships moving like, forward. Yeah, to all the artists. Oh, sorry, Delaney. Well, I just want to say it's important too that like these are like representing relationships is like you know as much as we like you shipping spot and stuff. This stuff is really important, like growing up and stuff, because this is really like. You don't like, like, I mean, at least for me, 
like this stuff's really like impactful and it um like you don't know anything else like you know when you grow up you like you know your parents and you might know like you know another family couple or something but like all you get is from the like from the internet and tv so like this kind of stuff is important like showing different kinds of relationships showing healthy relationships and even showing like not healthy relationships so you know what not to do and what to avoid yeah, and, pres- and presenting it as that yeah um, it's really yeah and presenting it like not just having it like presenting it as such yeah but like no this stuff's really important and uh because i mean i'm growing like i was completely unprepared to be in a relationship and i think a lot of people are that way just because like especially as a queer woman because like i didn't there was there wasn't you just any, don't see it there weren't any gays on tv when i was growing up like and if they were they were on shows that were like rated m for mature yeah, yeah. or they were dudes like which is fine like we need more gay dudes but like they didn't help me any but like you know yeah yeah i think we we talk a lot on on this podcast and in general about the importance of representation on people growing up and that's uh obviously incredibly true and i think it was really interesting to think about in terms of the portrayal of relationships because like delaney said um you don't that's something you just don't experience as a kid among you or your peers Mm -hmm. when you're young enough so it's like something you can only look to to media really to to see um, so it's maybe even the most important for relationships in terms of how they're depicted. And so if you only see the most heteronormative of boy meets girl type couples, then that's what you think of romance as. But now kids growing up are going to see a, a wider uh, variety of romance, uh, not just across like sexuality and gender, but even in terms of how people meet and what types of people can be together. And um, that's going to really broaden their view of um, like what is it, what is possible from relationships, what uh, what could be what like what is a healthy relationship, what they might might want to to seek out um yeah yeah i think that that's really interesting yeah. in terms of uh seeing the the effect it has on uh on on children as yeah. we're talking about a lot of children shows here yeah and to all the artists and writers and people out there who are like seething and rage because your ship isn't canon or something start creating and telling those stories and make them canon make your own yes. characters canon you have that power yeah, they do it, and uh, soon, in 10 years, we'll see every show be a Hurt Comfort show. I'm fine with that. Yeah, <laughs> and um, I would appreciate some of the credit for pushing you in the right direction, and I would like some royalties, please. Thank you. <laughs> some royalties. <laughs> I'm a pirate. Some, I'm some, always some looking d- for d- that Some mood. doubloons? <laughs> doubloons? Okay. Um, yeah, pirates? No, pirates don't do royalties. They subvert the royalties because uh, you torrent it. Wait, is this of, not uh, even yeah. going to be like, is this even going to be the title of the podcast? I, 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 am, all, pirates? I am the no. one pirate who is all for supporting oh artists. I hate you. Okay, there you go. The good pirate, yeah. I'm the, the good pirate. Arg. <laughs> okay, thank you. Thanks for listening to our discussion on ships and pirates. And uh, again, find everything about us at overlyanimated.com. Uh, you can support us via Patreon at patreon.com slash overly animated. Thanks to our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Reshi Poo. And thanks as always to our patron executive producers, Ryan, Steve, Beatrice, Hugh, Michael, Needle, and Phonician. Uh, I thought this was a great discussion. Interested to hear what you guys think about it. So please leave comments on YouTube or our website or anywhere else you interact with us um, on what you thought of any, uh, you know, I, I also thought of any other examples for the relationships. What other archetypes do you think that are super prominent in animation? I think there's a lot of really interesting things to discuss from this. Um, um, yes. Can I ask one last question? Really, really yes. short. Um, how do pirates know that they're pirates? Oh, they think they before they are. <laughs> oh. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. You definitely have more pirate jokes there. But, I uh, do. <laughs> yeah, the movie, movie rated R. Yeah, um, that's a classic. Uh, okay. Okay. 
Uh, yeah, so we'll see you guys in two weeks. Uh, as of now, nothing confirmed yet. As of now, our next podcast might be on uh, the latest uh, Studio Ghibli film, um, Earwig and the Witch. Uh, so hopefully, but uh, we'll, we'll see in two weeks, no matter what, for what we're talking about. Thanks, guys, for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.